Yo, what's going on? Welcome back to the Recipuris podcast, episode 67. I'm joined by a new face, a couple of new faces, a couple of returning faces. Uh, mm. Of course, Ibu, uh, as you all well know, we're going to do what we usually do with the AEW Dynamite review. We're going to be building Revolution. We're going to talk a little bit about Elimination Chamber, Battle in the Valley, and whatever else comes up in the uh, live chat, whatever you guys want us to talk about for the next you know, hour, two hours, three hours. Who knows? These things usually go quite long. But first, let's uh, let's talk the big business, Ibu. Um, of course, we'll start with the big return, familiar face to some of you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ibu's been working hard on these contract agreements <laughs> and uh, yeah. these contract renewals. You know, it's renewal season, as some of you know. Um, yeah. And we've renewed a big star, Anna yeah. DeMarco. How are you? How are you doing? Where you been? <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. I've been so busy. <laughs> <laughs> with everything but I'm, I'm just i'm just so happy to be back i miss you guys so much i miss doing this so much like uh it was a really important big part of my life uh last year and i just hope that it can be a big part of my life this year as well yeah hopefully hopefully, hopefully. now i don't have class uh friday morning anymore so you know let's go i'll probably be here more times so you guys are gonna mm-hmm. get used to me again but i'm really happy to be back thank you for everyone who's in the chat yeah, yeah i really appreciate you guys it makes me really happy because i didn't I, I never expect this at all, so thank you. I'm just happy to be back. Yeah. You know, the Anna section. No, the, people re- the people remember, you know, they you remember. remember. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when punk, when punk came back and everyone parked and, you know, that, oh, <laughs> when the big stars come back, the people remember, you know. Uh, oh my God. But, of course, it was way overdue, you know, we've missed Anna. Yeah, uh, you know she's a busy woman. She has a life, unlike you know myself. So yeah. you know, it, you unfortunately, know, happens, unfortunately, but... Anna is chasing an education and has. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, it, it'd be convenient to Russell Pierce if these things didn't exist. Um, but I'm very happy to sign her to a a, a nice contract extension. Mm-hmm. You know, I like to wheel and deal in the background and sign deals and stuff like that. All all, all stuff to benefit the brand. And Anna was a big part of the brand. So um, I'm I'm happy to underpay her for another year, you know. So oh. <laughs> yeah. you know, you know I, I actually I'm actually only back to pressure you in life in front of everyone to oh, play no. the song you made for me. No, yes. Not doing that. No, nah, um yes, you promised. <laughs> I see for you who don't know, for people who don't what? know, Ibu. Oh boy. He likes to torture me with Ty Conti's uh, yeah. song, you know, theme song. It's like a hate. It's a little bit of a hate crime, you know, but he really likes to torture me with that. And he decided to write a song, yeah, uh, inspired, you know, by yes. my person using that song, <laughs> Ty Conti's theme, as yes. the beat or something, right? It's a, it's a really bad song. It's a really bad song. Yes, uh, but he I'm did just... promise that he would play to me live, and <laughs> that just never happened. <laughs> You know, you know, so, what we'll do. you know, just start pressuring him like every day, tweeting at Can't him because I just need to see this. One thing you're gonna learn Anna, is uh, I don't live up to promises. So, you know, I if it happens, it happens. Uh, not today, mm-hmm. but I'm still happy that you're back again. Uh, I'm looking forward to underpaying you. Uh, the other deal that I made in the background is, uh, you know, with with uh, the person above Anna, which is Mister Murph. Hear from I can't even hear him. Hear from Dumb Guy Live. This is Dumb Guy Live's Murph guys. Uh, that's our Tuesday show for those who are not familiar. Uh, but Murph is a big part of what we got going on on Tuesdays. We're happy to have him here. It's uh, it's his second appearance on the on the flagship Thursday show. First in a in a long time. Almost a year now. Uh, 
It's <laughs> crazy, you know. <clears throat> it's crazy, but yeah, man, we're we're in we're we're up here with obviously Murph. He's part of the Don't Go Live Tuesday show, more like the pure road Japanese wrestling show, you know. Uh, you know, we yeah. know, you know this stuff. It's been it's been overdue, you know. You guys have already seen Parker on here on the Thursday. Sometimes I'm sure you know we always get good responses when he's on the show, and now you're getting Murph. Oh, I'm, I'm sure sorry. eventually uh, you'll get Jones. Can you guys too. hear me now? Yes, okay, yeah. Yes. Okay, perfect. Mer, 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 <laughs> talk to this Tuesday, this Thursday audience, man. Some of these people are probably seeing you for the very April, first time. So April twenty ninth, twenty twenty two, I left the Russell Pierce flagship podcast. In February sixteenth, twenty twenty three, I'm back. <laughs> yeah, man. That's what we're doing? We're getting love, Jamie Ross, um, ten pounds. You Jamie's know. my. I, I just want to plug my show real quick. Dumb guy, yeah, man. Tuesday nights at seven thirty. Eastern, um, mm-hmm. we talk about Japanese wrestling, all Japanese wrestling, and we're gonna start talking about Mexican wrestling. Wow! So, um, oh shit! We're just gonna, we're get, we're really, um, we're we're getting better. You know, it's a work in progress. <laughs> we're not as seasoned as these guys, but you know, me, Parker, and Jamie, we uh, we do well. So, thank you all. God, damn, Merv, Merv, you gotta lie, man. You gotta, you gotta tell these people it's like the greatest show of all. No, because honestly, because honestly, I found that like the um. Like the fact that we're kind of the bad news bears of Russell Pierce is kind of endearing people. So I like it. Dumb Guy Live is genuinely this is a hangman cosign. Dumb Guy Live is a really good show. Parker's a great host. He drives the conversation really, really well. I learn a lot when I listen to Dumb Guy Live because I don't have a lot of time to check out everything, you know, even though I would like to watch more. And so hearing hearing an update on just what's going on with just the world of Japanese wrestling through Murph and Parker and Jamie is great. Um, Murph, before we move on, Monty. Merv, you're now back, and since your last appearance on this flagship, we have a tradition here. Yeah. Essentially, we ask all quote-unquote new members to explain how they got into wrestling. And so, Murph, I would like to hear briefly from you. How did you get into pro wrestling? And, and, when, and, and, and when did it happen? When did it happen? This is going to show off my age, which is really not going to be great. Um, so um, my dad's a big wrestling fan. He was actually at the first WrestleMania at MSG, and uh, – you know, I just remember sitting with him, and I never really understood it, but I remember it was, I believe, 2012, I remember there was a Seamus promo, and I sat down with my dad, and I was like, what is this? And then, I'm weird, my first wrestling show was WrestleMania 29 at MetLife Stadium. That was my first wrestling show I've ever been to. So I went to that, and I went to the Royal Rumble in 2014 at Pittsburgh, my, where I, I live, and then... um. I just thought, and um, and actually, the thing is, I was a WB fan, you know, for, since then. But when I was in 2014, I was um, I was reading Daniel Bryan's Wikipedia page, like mm-hmm. figuring shit out, and I see New Japan Pro Wrestling. I'm like, what the hell is New Japan Pro Wrestling? Uh, at this time, I'm 10 years old. I I thought it was just WWE. I didn't know there was any other wrestling. So I remember going into Daily Motion and finding New Japan Pro Wrestling. <laughs> And I just started watching it, watching everything I could. Then I found TNA, and I found Wrestle One from TNA. Actually, so my first two promotions outside of WWE were Wrestle One and New Japan. But I remember watching New Japan Wrestle Kingdom Nine live and seeing Kota Bushi versus Shinsuke Nakamura wrestle. And I remember like, wow, like wrestling is so awesome. So I just became a big <laughs> wrestling fan, and um, you know, I've just I'm a fan now. I've been watching. I, I I'm not the biggest WWE fan, which you mm-hmm. know. Make the surprise surprise some, based on my background. But uh, you know, I 
I, I just love wrestling, and I'm really excited. And um, I'm really excited to talk with you guys today. Well, we're happy to have you, Murph. We're, I'm happy to have the Dumb Guy Live representation on here. So if you guys uh, if you guys haven't checked the shot, you have to check the shot. If, if you could also follow at Dumb Guy Live on Twitter, that'd be great. Uh, and also follow Montel WP because uh, Mr. Monty, our, our boss here, is going to start tweeting takes, it appears. Oh, he's gonna so be I was worried where you was going with that. No, 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 no. He, <laughs> he's he's going to start giving his takes. So if you were ever really wondering, what does what does this – you know, what does this slave driver actually think about my whoa, favorite whoa, wrestler whoa, whoa, whoa. and my favorite promos and my favorite company? Uh, follow at Montel WP right now um, and and find out. So definitely do that because he's going to be more active. And also yeah. uh, follow Murph Burner because I need 800 followers. So please get yeah. it. Murph Burner, Montel WP, Anasee DeMarco, Backup Hangman, you know, all the plugs, all the plugs. Uh, and while we're doing it, you might as well like, subscribe. Um, super chat if you're feeling generous and before we get started let's uh, get through some of these super chats real quick because we've got a little bit of a queue um, Isra 499 Anna Supremacy Isra. <laughs> yeah, love you Isra the original queen <laughs> absolutely the first lady uh, Shy Town Spurs $5 appreciate it as always Anna back after single handedly defeating Bolsonaro <laughs> 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 you love to see it. Yeah, man. <laughs> uh, average Limp Biscuit Enjoyer, £4.99. Appreciate it as always. Um, Red Raider Drag, £9.99. Um, I'm only donating because Anna's here. See, the people. The real. The people. They miss you. They come out for Anna, bro. I'm telling you. Uh, <laughs> Thank you so much, Ray. Uh, Sprouts, £1.99. Welcome back. You still got it. Holy shit. <laughs> It's enthusiastic. Oh, okay. <laughs> he's, he's just tweaking. Yeah, she showed up and said, "What's up, guys?" Like, oh my god! You still got it. It's crazy, bro. Like, he's he's even giving a wrestling take, bro. <laughs> <laughs> still, oh, we love it. You know, uh, you know, uh, match for 94, 199. What Goldberg got against Rihanna? Bro, you seem like fully like go after Rihanna, right? What what inspires that in wrestling, bro? Just goddamn Rihanna. He's like, oh, she's disgusted grabbing a crotch. Oh, it was, yeah, you know, like he was doing all that, like, give me crazy, bro. I think you just you, you, you hit 45, and I don't know, you just. I don't know. No, you're getting know you're getting doing. there right now. <laughs> yep. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I got past that Murph, like, uh, I, I got two years. But here's the thing: you know what's coming next, Monty. Two years that go, yeah. <laughs> here's what's coming next, Monty. You're gonna see in a week from now, Bret Hart on Rihanna's Super Bowl performance. I thought it was amazing, better than anything Bill Goldberg would have ever done in his life. Amazing. <laughs> He's gonna say something like that. You know? <laughs> He's, gonna, he's, a, he's in a high level hater, you know. <laughs> um, Darren yeah. Walker, five pounds. Hello to my boy back up and welcome back to the Queen. Russell Puris, Anna the Goat. Anna's been very much me. She talks so much sense. She does. She does, man. She does. We all miss her, you know. Um, yeah, it must have been my, my really hard man, to dude. just hang in without me here, you know. I, honestly, yeah, it's, no. <laughs> it's been good, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. it, I, 
it is good when we have the full lineup. You know, the original full lineup is it's always lovely. It's always a good time. But uh, I've been I've been holding the people down. You know, I, I hold down my my loyal, uh, you know, hanger hive. So you know, it's always no good no one ever. You ever there's like two people, bro. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Darren, Darren Walker's in the hangar hive. It's Darren Walker, me, and like, like, Darren, no, Darren, Darren Walker just respects you, Gary. You know, yeah. he, he does respect you, like, he, he's, he's not hanging the whole over on say, You know, I think he's nah. Like, when I was gone, manner, when I was like, gone, that man every week with the super chat was like, "Where is Han? Where is Anna and Hangman?" Like every. <laughs> week. So. Yeah, we appreciate <laughs> the support, of course. Always Darren Walker, um, and of course. We wouldn't be super chats without far far triple two with the three dollars. Appreciate you as always. For Anna, the number one sayer. Um watch Dumb Guy Live. Absolutely. Say Kamatani. Um you know, good 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 uh, good shout out as always from far. Um but yeah man, uh, let's start with Mercedes Monet making a well yeah, making a New Japan debut. Uh, first match in New Japan. A first match outside of WWE, uh, first match is Mercedes Monet, of course, the former Sasha Banks. Uh, she's been gone for a minute, man, but of course, it's Mercedes, and you know, the, the standard's always going to be very high with Mercedes, literally one of the best women's wrestlers of all time, in many people's view. Um, I'll be fired up for Battle in the Valley because the card as a whole will run it down, but uh, the card as a whole is looking good, man. Yeah, it does, it does look good. Uh, you know, Battle in the Valley, they're, they're going to be in L.A., right? L.A., right? California. San Jose. <laughs> yeah, San Jose, California. Honestly, they could have they could have gotten 5,000 people with, with the card that they have. You have Hiroshi Tanahashi and uh, Okada, Okada in, in America. They could – man, that match is, is, is amazing anywhere. I'd you know argue I mean? with Mercedes and that match, they could do eight. Like, I think they could, yeah, they could yeah. match eight. I, dude. Yeah, so you got Mercedes's New Japan debut win. Look, I've been seeing all I've been seeing certain people on social media counting out Mercedes, and it's like this woman is literally the greatest American rest, women's wrestler I've ever seen. You know, and like in in today's society where we where things are just forgotten so fast, like she's just gonna remind so many people on Saturday how great she is, and I can't wait yeah. for her. Yeah, Corey's a great opponent for it as well. You know, they've wrestled each other in the past. And obviously, Corey's just great in general anyway, even if they hadn't ever touched before. Like, Corey would be a good opponent for this. Um, uh, so. Kyrie is actually my favorite women's wrestler ever. So, you know, I'm very ever. This. Yes, Kyrie. I'm a really? Kyrie fan. Yep. I like it. I like what's, it. The, what's the origin of that? <clears throat> um, I remember when I was back in the old days, like I was talking about. I remember the I used to be a Redditor. I sadly was a Redditor. I'm not anymore, but I was for a good bit on the <laughs> circle. And I saw um, Kyrie's elbow drop. And then I, I watched Lucha Under, Underground. So then I saw her and I just deep dive. And Kyrie legitimately is my favorite women's wrestler of anybody of all time. So I love Kyrie. I'm very excited. Very for valid. Yeah. And I got a question for you. You know, the last time you were on these shows, you were the one who was just vaguely holding out hope that maybe Mercedes could show up in, in the Joshi scene and work the Japanese women's wrestlers and stuff like that. And yes. it, it always was, you always framed it like a pipe dream, like something that <laughs> I'd love to see, but probably isn't happening. She's probably mm-hmm. going back to be, how, how are you feeling about this? Like this actually is real. It actually uh, happened. This, yeah, it's actually like a dream come true because I know uh, for women's wrestlers, wrestling fans as a whole, uh, we all know, like, Sasha Mercedes is probably the best American women's wrestler of all time. 
that mm-hmm. for me at least like i very much believe that she actually is and i do believe that she didn't even scratch her full potential yet no. and i feel like this run uh with sardom with new japan she's gonna go off like she's been training everywhere all around the world it's not just because she hasn't been wrestling on tv that she hasn't been actually wrestling and training and she's been training with some of the best of the best and she's gonna have the opportunity to actually you know go off and show her full potential which it's just gonna be insane because she was already incredible and already got the status of being the best american women's wrestler in wwe which we know like they actually really how do i say that like restrained, I guess. Like, uh, hmm. yeah. You, you, you know what I think it is, Anna. You know what I think it is. Hmm. Isra said this in the past that uh, what happened is Mercedes was was working often with people that are just not as good as her, right? Exactly. And so, yeah. and and now she's gonna have an opportunity to work with people on her level, and maybe some that are, in some respects, <laughs> more advanced. And so that's gonna push her to even get even better, and you're gonna see the best version of her. Yeah, and that's what, what I'm really excited about because if you look at Stardom's roster now, it's one of the best women's roster like ever. You know, they have amazing talent. It's like everyone there is so almost everyone there is so good at the top of their mm-hmm. game. So I feel like if they actually give her opportunity to go through like Julia, Saya, Utami, Azumi, stuff like that, I feel like mm-hmm. Mayu, especially Mayu, I'm so excited for that one. Uh, she can actually do some of the best women's matches of the entire years by far, you know. So, so I'm really excited for this match. Yeah. Question: uh, You're the you're the stardom person. What what ma- what's the best possible matchup for Mercedes Monet? Like, what's gonna breed the the greatest match you could possibly? Have? <laughs> Julia. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I think Julia. Okay, okay. I have. My- I have a very strong opinion on that because I think like uh, Mercedes and Julia is the biggest match you can have in terms of star power because mm-hmm. Julia has that star power that like Sasha also has. So there are two huge stars and if it would be an amazing match to actually show Julia to a whole other audience who would definitely fall in love with her and be obsessed with her. Uh, so I feel like that's the biggest match that I can have right now, but I feel that the best match is definitely with Mayu because I mean, if we're talking about some of the best women's wrestlers or best wrestlers in general of all time, Mayu mm-hmm. is in the conversation. Like, I'm sorry. You know, it's just a fact. <laughs> so I feel that for Sasha to fully reach her potential, Mayu is definitely up there. She's the one that I want to see the most. I feel that they would they have similar styles. So I feel that they can also go all out with each other. But mm-hmm. Julie is definitely, I feel like, the biggest one in terms of star power. But I just want to see her going against everyone. I don't care how much it costs for start. And if they end up broke, just open their pockets. Just pay her. I just want to see those matches. Yeah, I, would say, I would say with Tommy, personally. Uh, that's the match I'm most looking forward to see is Mercedes versus Utami. I don't know. I get people get it from Julia, but Utami is, like, the one that I get, like, the big star feel from. You know, she has a big mm-hmm. entrance. You know, she – has like it, it just feels like a big match whenever she's in a singles match, and I feel like her versus Mercedes would be very, very good. So I would say with Tommy personally. I think the Julia wanna <coughs> the Julia one fires me up because I think like, you know why base, it's because you're a base, for houses. Anyway, the fan uh, <laughs> the, I think the fan base that Sasha can bring over to Stardom, the fan base that like the Sasha stands that will give other promotions a try. I think they'll really like take to Julia. Because as soon as if if you put her on a platform where she's opposite Mercedes, there's gonna be a lot of new eyes on it, and I think Julia just one of those wrestlers that when you see for the first time, you see it, you know. So 
Um, I think it could be like huge for Julia if she got that match. The other matches, I think, on a star rating kind of scale, there's better matches, probably. Well, definitely, I'd say. But I think you can really, really make a star with uh, Mercedes versus Julia. So that will probably top my list. Uh, we've got a couple super shirts. More guy, G. <coughs> God, this cough is kicking my ass, man. Um, yeah, got COVID. $2. Charlotte is better than Mercedes. Come on, bro. Listen, man. <laughs> Charlotte, Charlotte's got the numbers. Sasha's got the hearts of the fans, you know. <laughs> I, look, look, I, t- I say this about Charlotte. Um, there, there's some people that don't give her her props. I think she's a tremendous big match wrestler. Like, like on pay-per-view, I feel like, as far as I can remember, if you give Charlotte anybody halfway decent on pay-per-view, it's usually a great match. The thing with yeah. Charlotte I, I've noticed, especially in recent years, is... um. I feel like she phones it in. She kind of dogs it on TV, Monty. Is it just like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like you throw Charlotte against like whatever, Sony or something on TV, like that's not going to be anything crazy. But, you know, like the match with Rhea Ripley, uh, what, two years ago on pay-per-view is tremendous. You know, they're going to have match, another Mania. Her match with Ronda this year on pay-per-view I thought was like pretty damn good too. The the I, the I Quit match is great. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I, I here's the thing. I don't watch WWE TV, so I don't know that part of Charlotte. But mm-hmm. from WWE pay-per-views, I think Charlotte's as good as it gets. I, I think her and Sasha are both great. I can't really, like, pick one of them because I think they have different strengths. But I feel like Charlotte is just, like, such a good big match wrestler. Like, it's hard to discredit her. Yeah, I'm not going to discredit her. Charlotte, she, she does has also, like, that uh, – for me, like, when you were talking about Utemi and Murph, like, I, for me, Utemi and Julia, they have different types of star power, and it's the same thing for Sasha slash Mercedes I agree. and I agree. Charlotte. Do you understand mm. what I'm saying? Like Charlotte and Utami, they have that star power that you feel like their presence. You know, they have like that presence. Like you take them serious when they see them, mm-hmm. them walking okay. in. You understand? Oh, oh, this is an important person just okay. by seeing them walking in. And Julia and Mercedes, they have their star power that you know, like oh, this is like a, like a. I don't know how to explain it. You just feel like no, okay, I know this exactly. is a. I, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. You know what I mean? It's yeah, hard to present. explain, but I just feel like the presence is different. But they're both like very not different auras Charlotte is definitely top five there's not even a doubt to that but uh but mm. i still would put uh mercedes a little bit above her and i feel that with this run that she's going to go right now that's definitely gonna put her in another level it's gonna monty, be very hard for people to compare monty how many how many head bumps is, is mercedes gonna take in this battle in the valley match because oh. i feel like i feel like she's getting super at least super even the way that have you seen the one that like co real bump as well bro like she she like she like explosively bumps for like everything like, like she's uh like, you could give her a shoulder tackle bro and she'll just fucking like she'll neck herself <laughs> neck herself yeah. she'll fly backwards yeah. in her head but oh my god <sighs> Yeah. That's what I'm worried about, uh, a Mercedes-Julia match. Because imagine the number of people who are just going to start calling Julia unsafe. And Shoot like headboards. <laughs> oh. Oh, oh, my God. That's I am wondering what the – yo, what are the stands – what are the, the – uh, like, the WWE-only uh, Sasha stands going to make of, like, her just literally, like, doing headbutts and, like, bumping on the apron <laughs> and getting powerbombed on the apron and stuff like that? <laughs> like, like are they going to say, like, oh, she ate? Or are they going to be like, what is she doing? Like, I wonder what's the reaction. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think all of them are going to watch. I really no, don't. No, they will. They will. I, I, you don't you don't understand how low that fit. They they showed up and for Wrestle Kingdom and they don't you know, they showed up for Wrestle Kingdom at what three in the morning on a, on a Wednesday or whatever it was. Even uh, if they don't watch it, they're gonna post clips and shit. Yeah, yeah. They'll, they'll, I mean, they'll do the like, thing, you know. 
I don't think they're gonna like tune in like live because like I I feel like them putting that against Elimination Chamber is stupid. I legitimately it, it, it was a bad move, but it but Murph by the time that Sasha's match happens, the show will be over. Because because it's ten start? ten p.m. Eastern time, <clears throat> and, and Elimination Chamber yeah. will be about three hours. So if Elimination oh, Chamber is done at eleven. One hour in the battle in the valley. That's like just the undercard. Wait, they think know? it's they say it's going to be three hours. Well, it's it's probably going three three thirty. So it's going to be four. Okay, so it's going to be five. It's fucked. You know, it's a five match card. It's a five. After that rumble, after after that rumble, you can't. That was the longest show. But oh, you, God. they all are, it, man. It's because it's because of it's because of the Peacock commercials and the Hardy performance. Remember that? Remember Hardy. We had a Hardy performance? <laughs> and they just put, randomly put in the middle of video packages of wrestlers who are not even there. Like, <laughs> five, full yeah, five minutes. They don't look like the Alliance one when she literally just got injured. It's like, what's the point of this? You know? <laughs> Bruh, it'll be in the middle of the paper. You get like a backstage segment and I don't know, it'll be like, Mike Mizanin was born on October 1981. And it's like, what are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> like, what are, like, what are Bro, it's, me- it's messy stuff, but... um. Okay, so we'll run down this battle in the valley card. You know, we'll go yeah, broad forts, you know. Uh, we'll start with the, well, I was going to say the main event. I don't feel, I think it's going to be like a uh, a double main event, as they call it. But uh, we'll start with Mercedes because we've just been talking about her. Yeah. Mercedes Monet versus Kyrie for the OWGP women's title. I think most people are going to be suspecting Mercedes walks away with the belt in this one. Mm-hmm. And the question will be more of how good will the match be? And what will this mean next for Mercedes' future bookings in New Japan and Stardom? So, um, where are you at with all this, Murph? I'm going in with low expectations just because, like, ring rust can be a a factor, obviously. I think Mercedes is good enough where it's not going to be that big of a factor. But I feel like if I go in with low expectations, I'm going to feel blown away regardless. But, again, both of these women are so good that, you know, that kind of seems foolish on my part. So, you know, I'm just expecting a good match. I don't think it's going to be a great match just because I think – I don't think they're going to have the time that I think most people are expecting them to have. And I don't. I think it's going to take a second, you know, for Mercedes to adjust being back in the ring since, I don't know, like 11 months, I believe. So, it's like it's 10 or It's been a minute. Mm-hmm. It's been a while. So, I, you know, I'm expecting a great match, but um, I'm, re- I'm, I'm going in with low expectations so I can be wild away. That's fair. I- That's fair. I think this match is going to be sensational. And even if it is one of those things where New Japan's like, you only got 20. minutes, That might work to the match's advantage, frankly. That's true. That is um, true. I agree with that. I, I'm, I'm very excited for it. They're going to – Mercedes, she's, just gonna, she's going to be so motivated. You know, she's going to be so motivated that it, it can't be anything less than great. So, yeah, I think it's going to be great. Uh, by great, I mean, like, over four stars. And um, oh, I, I'm if, not, not, I agree with that. Obviously. Yeah, and, and, and even if it isn't, Monty, you know what I'm going to do? I'm gonna lie. <laughs> I'm gonna fucking lie, <laughs> bro. It could, it could be mid, and I'm I'm gonna be on the time. Like, really good debut. The crowd is super into that. This drew a lot of tickets. Nasty. So happy for Nasty. her. Great match. <laughs> I'm gonna just leave. Ibi, you're confusing people in the chat, man. Why? What happened? Was, are you talking in the live show? We got another impostor. What's going on here? No, yeah. no, I'm I'm talking in the live chat. What's going on? Yeah, people, because you're on screen talking in the live show, what is he doing, you know? People are like, <laughs> someone's like, is oh, him or yeah. Yeah. This time? So like, yeah, 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 that's, uh... He's bro, he, yeah. he wants to talk so much, he, even when he can't get it all out, like, 
you know, vocally, <laughs> he's typing away, bro. It's I love crazy. He just has terrorized people live and on the chat at the same time. <laughs> yeah, man. You, you people can't escape people, you know. Uh, it's a two-way attack. You know, some, some people must like him. He's got more followers than us, you know. Uh, anyway. <laughs> some people must like right, So, um, Anna, how are you feeling about this matchup? Yeah, it's a complicated one because I understand Murph's point and I do agree that I, I would... love to be able to lower my expectations and I feel like Mm. after Wrestle Kingdom because I had really really high expectations for Ikari and Tem but they give give them like uh, 3 minutes they gave them 3 minutes Uh, so you know (laughs) even less I don't know yeah it was very very it was 6 minutes and they somehow got 3.5 stars out of it like it was good but it was like 6 minutes it was good (laughs) but you know it was so short so that Mm -hmm. was a huge disappointment and that's something that uh, we still have to factor factor in. Is the new Japan pay per view? It's not a starting pay per view. Uh, mm-hmm. It's gonna go before Okada and Tanahashi. So I don't know how much time they're gonna get. You know, usually I think fifteen minutes is very short, but I think for them, it's like <laughs> would be so long. I would be so surprised and happy if they got fifteen minutes. So yeah, I just I just hope for the best. I just know if they give them time, they're gonna be able to cook. Because I do think, yeah, Mercedes is gonna need a little bit of a few minutes, you know, to fully get into the, yeah. the rhythm of the thing, maybe. I, but like I said, she's been training a lot. It's not just because she hasn't been wrestling on TV or paper that she hasn't been on the ring. Uh, I don't think the ring rust is such a huge thing for, because she's been training everywhere for a real long time. Um, but I just hope it really is a great match. Because I think, yeah, I I really, I really, really hope so. My expectations are high and I just know that the one thing that can really fuck it up is the time. Yeah. If they have enough time, it's going to be great. If they don't have enough time, it's still going to be good, but it's going to, you know, be less than what they can do. And that would be the most frustrating part because we know what they can do together. So I'm just hoping for the best. The, the, the time that the, um, IWGP women's title match got at Wrestle Kingdom was crazy. <laughs> what was it, like five minutes? Right? I remember we were watching yeah. and I made a joke, like, because so I, I, I make a, I'm, I'm, I, I like Tim Nakano, but I'm not like a huge fan of her. So I made a joke, mm-hmm. like, four minute squash, nice and tidy. And I was like, yeah, joking was about it. And I'll tell you what, was that, a five minute it, match. it was, it was a killer five minutes, though. <laughs> like, that, that was, was great. A, like, it, it was, was a great. sick five minutes. You know? I honestly think that it actually, that the short time played to Tom Nakano's strength, because I, I think she's great in the sprint, personally. I don't really like her melodramatic, like, epics that much. Oh, no, but, um, I feel you. <laughs> yeah, but, when um, she starts, for me, at 10, like, yeah. when she starts going longer, and she has more time to do her whole, like, yes. uh, like Mexican telenovela. You know, or, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Telenovela. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like no, Look, I, I do have a very controversial opinion because everyone loves the um, steel cage match against uh, Natsupoi. Tem I didn't like it so either. much. I, I didn't yeah. like it. No, because the thing is, if that's the only match you've seen of them, that's an amazing... It's, it's a good match. Of course it's a good match. And then mm-hmm. if that's the only match you've seen of both of them, it's an amazing match. But if you've seen their other matches, like mm-hmm. I, most stardom fans seen like their other matches, it was just like, okay, they're just kind of doing the same thing, but it's way more over dramatic. And for some reason, the stipulation made no sense at all. So it was just, I don't really <laughs> like that match as much as people say. No, I'm, a big people like I'm a big Natsu Boy fan, but Tam is really my yeah, cup she, of tea. I but just getting back to the point, I was joking about it being a six minute squash. And then it was a six minute squash. And I was like, well, I, I yeah, don't yeah. will it into existence, but you know. 
So do we all think um, Mercedes is walking away with the belt, or do we think we're going to get a draw Mercedes. or anything? Mercedes. Like, you know, I, I think Mercedes just wins the belt. If, if Mercedes the belt. is going <laughs> to have a like a limited run, I think that having putting the belt on Mercedes now and like going from there is probably the smartest thing to do. I mean, you can't you maximize you her time. Yeah, you don't you don't know how much time you have with Mercedes, so you should really make the most of it. Is what I'd say. Hundred percent. Yeah, uh, I'm with you 100. Uh, percent Let's do the the other main event, as they're calling it, the mm-hmm. IWGP World Heavyweight Title Match between Kazuchika Okada Hiroshi Tanahashi. Obviously, one of the great wrestling rivalries of the past decade. Ever, um, ever. So, yeah, yeah. 100%. I think it's arguably the greatest Japanese wrestling rivalry ever. I think it's like there's a there's like a t- tier of five, but. Oh my god, I'm so excited. It, 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 it's it's among the best ever in not just the decade, not just in Japan, just in all of professional wrestling. Hiroshi Tanahashi is incredible. Kazuchi Okada is a generational talent and the current ace of New Japan Pro Wrestling. Tanahashi, despite being 45 years old and physically uh, you know, diminished, no, he's he's still unbelievable. These guys are going to have another amazing match here. No, you I'm know. so excited. I'm very psyched for this match. I'm so um, I'm, I'm ready for it. I, I love I just love watching Tanahashi. He makes me happy. You know, he everything that he's good at is like the stuff that I value in wrestling. So yeah, it is. just, just yeah. seeing seeing his his fire and how he gets sympathy and his chops and the sling blades and the timing of his moves. I'm so ready for this. Like I, I this just is think if you're a, match. if you're a Japanese wrestling fan of some sorts and you're not excited for Okada Tanahashi, you should get your pulse checked, your pulse or your head checked. Because I mean, it's so just, much wrong. Yeah, as good as it gets. What's wrong with you, man? Yeah. So much wrong, man. Uh, yeah, ready for man. this one, Everyone, I think, every, yeah, man, everyone is. I think any anyone who knows what these two can do is ready for this match, you know. Even we've, yeah. like, you know, Tanahashi has been kind of quiet as late, you know. He hasn't been called upon for his big, big uh, epic matches. It's probably, uh, you know, it's been a few months. But, you know, he's going to show up. It's Tana, man. And like you said, right. uh, even, though, even though physically he's kind of, you know, he's cooked. Like those knees, bro, you know. Like, <laughs> that's what pops me. Like, I love when cooked wrestlers can still have great matches. So I don't know what it is. It's something about it, like it just—it's so charming to me. I just think because because Tanner is like a fucking genius, like literally, yeah. like he he uses it to his advantage. Like, yeah. so he's just you know he, he's he's a genius. And Okada, obviously at the peak of his powers these days, you know. Um, of course, it's gonna it's gonna be a great main event. It'll be a fitting main event. Of course, people, you know, there's a lot of people who want Mercedes in the main event, and that's completely understandable. I don't think anyone would really argue it if it was, but with the way New Japan traditionally do their cards, with the World Heavyweight title going on last, always, always, always. If, then if when that heavyweight filler, title matches Okada versus Tana, it's like... If it was a filler defense, <laughs> like if it was like Lance Archer, for, for example, like, a, you know, yeah. a great defense for US, I'd say like, okay. But it's, 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 it's Tanahashi and Okada. It's like there's no bigger match in Japanese wrestling to this day. I mean, like, I, like if you're a New Japan washer saying it's one thing, but if you're not, if you're someone who doesn't watch New Japan and is going for Sadie's, I want to say thank you for watching this, of course, because you know, like, just seeing more fans of Japanese wrestling is great. But you just don't know how big of a deal Tanashi no Kata is. It's just. It's as big as it gets, and you know it's not a bad thing about Mercedes if Tanashi and Okada is going on last. It's just you know how it is. Like I, that's probably the best way of saying yeah. it. I saw someone on Twitter making the comparison, talking about uh, Omega and, um, and Osprey. It was 
objectively the biggest that's, match, the most important match of the night in Wrestle Kingdom, and it right, still so went different. like before, you the know. Title so match. I, yeah, yeah, before I the title match because it's like you said, like the uh, people who don't watch New Japan that don't understand that the card always have that order. Yeah. So no matter that people can think, I know it's I'm not comparing it, but I'm just saying like I know for Mercedes fans. And for women's wrestlers fans, of course, the Mercedes match is the biggest one because technically it is the match that sold the entire arena before they announced anything else. So for yeah. them, it is the biggest match. But even if it was, actually, if it was like a filler defense, it's just the way the New Japan is. I wouldn't expect anything else, you know? So that, yeah. that was the kind mm-hmm. of things I, I was not surprised. But when they announced mm-hmm. Okada and Tanahashi, I was like, oh, I mean, a fucking course, you know? The yeah. only thing that made me mad about it was that they didn't get a bigger venue. <laughs> It's yeah, just criminal they could have got Tanahashi wrestle people. against each other like three thousand people in the middle of San Jose, California. Just they, they yeah. you guys they, can this, sell it. They could have gotten so many more people with this card. This card is so mm-hmm. stacked. Monty, do you think it's suspect that Kenny Omega is not on this card defending the U.S. Championship? No, no. You don't no. think so? You don't, you don't think that's kind of just weird? No, no, mm-hmm. no, uh, no. Really. I w- why would oh, Ken- I, I don't think it's kind of weird. Bro, the only no. there's one AEW wrestler on the whole card, and it's Eddie Kingston. Eddie Kingston, yeah. No, I it'd be a waste to have Kenny on this card, honestly, because the, the tickets are already sold. So, I mean, you save Kenny for when you need so, tickets to be sold. Yes, but you like, as Monty said, there is a AEW wrestler on the card, and it's Eddie Kingston, and he's facing Jay White. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, Jay White no, is coming off. Of, yeah, Jay White's coming off of a, a, a loss to Hikaleo <laughs> in a loser leaves Japan match, and it was explicitly stated that it was a loser leaves Japan match, not a loser leaves New Japan match. Uh, but today, on Wrestling Observer Live, Eddie Kingston was being interviewed by Brian Alvarez, and Jay White crashed the interview, and he got into a little bit of a verbal uh, altercation with Eddie Kingston. And in the middle of this interaction, uh, they decided to up the stakes. And now the match between Jay White and Eddie Kingston has the stipulation of if Jay White loses, he has to leave New Japan altogether. And if Eddie Kingston loses, he is no longer permitted to wrestle for New Japan or wrestle anyone from New Japan. Uh, so what do you make of any of this? I'm both ways, isn't it? It's Eddie loses Basically. New Japan match, both of them. Yeah. It's uh, time I'm for just Jay happy White. that... Uh... Oh, sorry. I'm just happy that Jay White's last match in New Japan is not against Hikuleo because that would have been very sad. Listen, man, he got a good match out of him. I was, but, you know, I was there for it. It was long, but... AO and Chris hated it. Was, it was I, didn't like it. I didn't like it at all. Hikuleo is New Japan's Omos for me, so I don't... I might like Omos more, to be honest. I mean, I'm yeah. in a lot bigger as well. So, so. He's, he's bigger. He has, a, he has that, that good booty shaking theme he has. No. That's the thing with Hikaleo. Look, he's bigger than most wrestlers, but he's not like. He's not like, wow, big. You know, like a Braun. Like, Braun's not like overly tall, but like, because he's just so like big, if that makes yeah. sense, he has like that wow factor sort of thing. Omos, he has the wow factor because he's just he, like seven foot four, you know. Um, mm-hmm. With his extra big guys, but he can lay out. He's like, he's like, what, six eight or some shit, you know? He's like, that's pretty tall. tall. That's pretty freaking tall. <laughs> it's tall it's, as it's fuck, it. bro. But <laughs> like, in that position that he's in, you know, but like the next fucking, um, 
bro, what's his name? I've lost his name already. Bullet oh, Club. Bro. Bullet Club. Farley. Farley. Oh, <laughs> man. What the fucking next Farley, bro? Like, what, what a check stealer. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Hmm? So what a check stealer. Oh, bro. Farley. <laughs> what a you know? check. What a card. <laughs> Still signed. You know? Like, still out here, bro. You know, yeah. cranking you them shitty him. matches, bro. He was tag champ with Chase always like last year. Like, <laughs> what are we cooking, bro? This crazy. That's just phoning it in an eight man's on on the road two shows. You know, nasty business. Uh, <laughs> yeah. he's, um, he's dating the um Yujiro's uh stripper, Yujiro, like the the stripper with Yujiro. He lives in Japan and dates her. Oh, what's her name, bro? Um, uh, God, oh, what's her name? Bunny, bunny one. Yeah, yeah, bunny one. She's got a name, though. I'm sure. Yes, she does. Uh, <laughs> she she's got the bunny one. Uh, <laughs> okay, more Kechi, two dollars. Anna, uh, Anna, make Anna leave again until she watches TJPW, please. No. I would sell matches. Miwa Tanabe is one of my favorite wrestlers this year, uh, last year as well. One of my favorite women's wrestlers, Miwa Tanabe, and also uh, yes, Miu Yamashita is always great. Yeah, so. I do watch some matches. I just don't watch the full pay-per-views usually because they do have a lot more filler matches than Sardom, for example. And I just mm-hmm. think the style of wrestling is not exactly my cup of tea a That's lot of the one. times. But when they have bangers, they have bangers. So There know. we go, Peter. Yeah. Don Ca- Don Callis would always call her, call her muffin ass. That's what, he, that's what Don Callis would call yeah, her. Because Don know. Callis is a... He's a maniac. Anyway, 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 anyway. anyway. Showtime Spurs, five dollars. Can't wait to see Jimmy Blade take over the shizzle. Who's Jimmy Blade? Jay White. Oh. <laughs> oh, you know what? You know what? Let, yo, Monty, let's take predictions because WWE is very iffy on this. It's always 50 50. Is Jay White keeping his name? Yes, yes, yes. Not even, not, not even like Jason White. No, no Jay, it's, it's, Jay probably, it's if it's Vince, then I'd be like, oh, he's 100% changed his name to fucking, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Jimmy Knives or some shit. Like, Claxton Blade or some shit. <laughs> no. Well, J- he's staying he as Jay White. On, he on the Jay White. He's staying on the, he's staying as Jay White, bro. Chelsea Green kept her name. Most of them have kept their name. But some Who's of them the last, have. like, big name that Triple H made change their names? Mia Yim has, has Meechan added to it. That's her name's still Mia Yim, though. Yeah, her name's still Mia Yim. They they do this. I think they just wanted something to trademark because they're the whores. You know what I mean? So it's like <laughs> she comes out. It's like yeah, it's Mia Yim. Oh yeah, Eo Sky. Eo Sky. I forgot. Bro. Yeah. Eo Sky. But Eo was because they they didn't trust Americans to know how to say her name, and I, I yeah understand that. that makes sense. Yeah, she said that. In yeah, it's okay. Like, even the way that the spell Eo is like proper, like. You know, how to EO, go, like, EO for dummies. It's like, yeah. <laughs> so you don't go like I, I O, like I, yeah. O? <laughs> Great. Marty, okay. so, so what's one sec, one sec, one sec, one sec, one sec. Mass fan 84199. Kingston is the closest thing to the US to old Puro Uncle. Listen, man. Yeah. No. Man, bro. yeah. No, no, I was about to make this point. It's kind of fitting that Jay White's last, I think, non WWE match is going to be against Eddie Kingston 
because Eddie Kingston's like this fuck the Fed, you know, he's like the defender. Yeah. And all. He's like, no, I'm over there, ain't working as hard. And he's going to cut a promo on him. going to beat his ass and send his ass to WWE. And I just, I'm showing AW, New Japan, DDT, Junakiyama, my guy. Yeah. Murphy's going to be like, I did this for Masawa. I said to the PS4 entertainer. He's a sports entertainer now. He's not a fighter. He's not a fighter like Junakiyama. No, no, you know, Eddie Kingston's probably thrilled. He's beating the guy on the way out to the WWE. And he's going to pull a rah-rah promo afterwards. Yeah, I yeah. love this business. I love pro wrestling. I love my guy Junakiyama, Takeshita, all those guys in Japan. TDT, I love you. Like, you know, Ma- Eddie Kingston. Ma- who's, who's the biggest besides Eddie? Who's just the biggest old-timer in that locker room for that show? Like on the card, off the top of your head. Uh, I've got it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> Kent is on the show. No, nah, uh, I wouldn't be homicide, nah. bro. Oh, oh, he's okay. So, so listen, homicide, <laughs> bro. Yo, listen, homicide's gonna be backstage today. He's gonna be like uh, that Jay White guy. Isn't it going to fucking WWE? And he's gonna be like, yeah. And he's like, fucking stiffen, puppy. Just, just, just stiffen. You know, and they're like. They're gonna... <laughs> There's a few it's old heads on the show. Just Homicide is obviously the perfect one for that scenario. That yes, yes. You know, yeah. Motor City Machine Guns. They're not going to care. Yeah. Uh, Eddie, Eddie and Homicide are already best friends. So they're just going yeah. to go crazy on his ass. Yeah, Homicide. Uh, we love Homicide, bro. Speaking of Homicide. Actually, you know, we stick on the Jay White Kingston theme. Where do we think Jay White's going? The it's World like, Wrestling Federation. You think everyone, everyone convinced he's gone to Fed? <laughs> He wouldn't, he wouldn't be loser leaves New Japan if he was going to New Japan's partner promotion. I mean, it's just like nonsensical yeah. that he's going to AW. He's going to WWE. As much as I, I'm not the biggest Jay White fan, but I would have loved Jay White Adam Cole feud. But like Jay White, mm-hmm. WWE, he's going to WWE. Like, let's be real here. Is he getting a na na hey hey goodbye chant, Monty, when he loses? I don't know, bro. There's or is he getting a thank you, Jay? Like, the, 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 venue, the venue yeah, holds like 200 people, those bro. Those fucking marks are going to go, thank <laughs> you, Jay. Day. Thank you, Jay. You deserve it. You, you deserve, you deserve it. <laughs> Could you imagine him on the mic being like, I'll see you guys on Mondays, and they're like, you deserve it. <laughs> bro, Bobby Fish is on the car. Oh, my God. What? <laughs> yeah, Bobby Fish is on the pre-show. That's why that's I've not got it here on this cage match thing. Because that's what I've got cage match up. He's on the pre show. Any fighting like JR Kratos or some shit? Where is he? in the Valley Kicker. No, David Finley. Marty, you know Bobby Fish is? is really one of the biggest like bag fumblers. Bag fumblers. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, if, I, I don't know if this is public information. Because I, 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 I know I told my friends this, but. Uh, Look, he was among the people that was tampered with, and uh, he wanted oh, to uh, he wanted to bring the undisputed era to the world wrestling entertainment. <laughs> and Adam Cole's basically like, "Bro, I'm not breaching my contract." And this guy, I guess he thought he could just get paid alone, so he still left anyway. <laughs> and like, like, yeah, and Triple H I basically mean, left him on red. Like, where's the lie? <laughs> The fact that Hunter probably was like, yeah, man, so you guys could all come over. And then he's like, yeah, so it's just going to be me, not Adam. And he's just like, damn, that's Did crazy. anybody lose more? In, uh, hmm. You could argue like Andrade. <laughs> Malakov was away for a while. Miro's been away. But you know the whole Tampa Gate 
thing. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. Who lost more than Bobby Fish? You know, like, <laughs> bro, that was a rough like month for him, bro, because he was just getting shot on, and then when he left AEW, he was dropping hot AEW takes, and people were dumping <laughs> on him. Remember and then when, he showed up in Impact like, and got no reaction, not, and everyone AW dumped on that. The sky was falling because of it, and now it's like, who cares? Like it just well, it's it's because it's because people thought, oh, this means that he's bringing you know UE, and they didn't go. And Monty, you're also forgetting he was dropping all those quotes like, "I go to war for Hunter," you know, I, that's the guy you want leading you when you're at war, and he was saying stuff like that, you know. It's Hunter should have given him like a producer job, bro. Like that's kind of ne- like the man like went out on a limb and left his company for you. Like, bro, give him like a fucking at least give him job. the biff, the biff job, like, the biff job. Yeah, <laughs> let him sit in gorilla next to Sean. Like, <laughs> god damn, bro. Yeah, I'm looking crazy and impact cutting promos into silence. And shit. Uh, ben Dixon, two Australian dollars. If it's Vince Bushwhacker Jamie coming soon, so, <laughs> that's crazy. Bro, bro, if it was Vince. If it was Vince, Maxine Dupree would have looked at him and went like, "He's beautiful. Nope. He's he's a maximum male that model." Sounds, that sounds pretty good. <laughs> oh, God. Maxine Dupree calling you beautiful? I'd take that all day. Yeah, well, you, you would as well. Uh, anyway, Bree Wu one ninety nine. Why in twenty twenty three is Homicide being booked on pay per view? Lol. Listen, bro. This is Homicide. Yeah, he's bro. A bad the realist of the real, bro. Fifty right? yeah. yeah. baby. <laughs> I want him on AEW again. Yes, yes. When he showed up at Arthur Ashe, I popped big. You know, you know that was a complete like unplanned thing. He just was backstage, and Eddie was like, "You could tell on the show." Yeah, bro, you could freaking tell. He ran on, didn't know what to do. He was just like, "Uh, chair shot." Homicides, bro. Watch out for because uh, because me, because someone sent Manny the Google Drive of all the Ring of Honor shows, bro, and I'm watching these old fucking. uh, He's the man, bro. He's doing these promos like in this like rundown street, and he's like, "I used to." He's like, "I used to sell drugs over here. I used to." And he's just like <laughs> burnt buildings and shit in the back, and he's like, "My mama used to cook for me over there." Bro. But he's just pointing at a patch of nothing, like. <laughs> bro, it just bro, the, I, those, those old homicide promos. Bro, bro I, I I love I love just all those OG New York wrestlers. Boog- What's his name, bro? Is it Bo- Boogaloo? <laughs> What's his name, bro? Homicide. Slice Boogie? Who are you talking about? I'm sure it's Boogaloo, bro. What's his I name? Have, I'm trying. I'm trying I'm to find it. I'll have to find it. It doesn't matter. We'll leave it for another day. Slice Boogie? <clears throat> huh? Slice Boogie? That's what yeah, I said. Someone, someone will say it. Um, what was I going to say? Homicide, we need him more in 2023, not less, you know? <laughs> I love him. He ain't giving you star ratings, he's giving you vibes, you know? And so, yes. Sometimes you just need some vibes, you know? Uh, okay, what other matches we got in this show? Um, Zack Sabre Jr. versus Clark Connors for the New Japan World Television title. Uh, Clark Connors really impressed a lot of people on the Forbidden Door show. Um, haven't heard too much of him since, if you haven't been following like New Japan and stuff. Um, and obviously, Zack Sabre Jr. is Zack Sabre Jr. Those of you that know, know he's literally, you know, one of the elite top tier, you know, in ring guys out there. So I can hear myself. Who's <laughs> what can I hear myself? I'm blaming Murph. Someone's got me playing in the background. Right, anyway, um, Zack Sabre Jr. versus Clark Connors. Who we got in this one? 
Zack Sabre Jr. Zack Sabre Jr. is winning. He's retaining. He's going to retain in a well-worked 12-minute match. It's going to be a good match, right. yeah. Okay. yeah I like Clark well, a lot. I was, uh, I was at Forbidden Door, and he really uh, – wait till you hear Clark Connors' theme. It's going to catch you off guard very much so because you're going to expect, like, a Western country theme for this guy. And it's like a house mm-hmm. theme. It's like, real, it's like a big pump. Oh, my God. Yo, you know we need we need like we need because he replaced him on a Forbidden Door, right? Yeah, um, he wasn't the original person in the match. Yeah, it was Tomiro Ishii. Tomiro. Oh yeah, yeah, and everyone was kind of like against that because you know he's replacing Ishii. Dude, I I remember. I remember. I was on. I was getting off the plane in Chicago, and I look at my phone, and it was like Clark Connors is in the match instead of Ishii, and I was like, I was like fighting back against the narratives. It was like curse. I look at my brother. I was, I was like, "Fuck!" It actually may be cursed, but then Clark Connors proved us all wrong. So, yeah, you look yeah, right, Listen, man. from an in ring, from a from a work rate standpoint, all the Shibata's kids can go. You know what I mean? They're all very well trained. You know, and so they got that that part down pat. You, you know what theme I would like, Monty? I need I need my man Gabriel Kid to come out to a drill song. <laughs> man, Gabriel Kid, he's uh, slowly getting more active. You know. He's a beast. I hope he gets like, I hope he gets rolling again. You know, this we year. get a Central yeah. C ex Gabriel Kid song. Central C. <laughs> is that is that a UK rapper? Yeah, How man. can I be homophobic? Like the my bitch is right. gay. Like that's that, that's that's Central C. <laughs> that's that's him. That was him who got that. Yeah, yeah, bro. Yes. That's, that's Central. Uh, yeah, man. We were just talking about homicide. He's uh he's facing Tom Lawler in a filthy rules match. Love filthy. Um, three yeah, and three quarters. It's gonna be plunder, you know. There's gonna be uh, four, four gonna be, and I'm a half. sure. I'm sure I'll, I'll give it uh, four and a half stars. You know. Uh, yeah, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, I think, uh, Ao was so nasty gonna... in the chat. Ao said, Ao just he just loves shitting on our, our guys, Monty. He said, "Gabe kid trick y'all." <laughs> well, what's Ao got against Gabriel kid, bro? You know? The fact that I like him. <laughs> that's all it is. Bro, that's enough for some people. That's enough. I mean, that's is Yayo wrong? I don't know. Just, just sitting on Eggman's face. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to tell you. You ruined part two. You ruined. You've ruined multiple wrestling. Who, who have I ruined? Who, who have I ruined, Murph? You, you, you listened to Sam Punk, Cody Rhodes, FTR. Ron Breaker. These are some you've ruined. I haven't ruined FTR. FTR. Carmelo Hayes. Yeah, I mean, they <laughs> technically ruined themselves a lot, so I can't no. put all of that on you, you know. But Thank you. I, I, I wouldn't credit you. I wouldn't credit you with FTR. I wouldn't credit you with FTR. You know, I, I would credit maybe, but you know, you and Cornette <laughs> are like here, so you know, very close. <laughs> no, we're not. <laughs> Yo, Anna, you know what's funny? On one of the recent podcasts, someone his account was like Jim Cornette said like one ninety nine. It was just like, hey, how's it going, back of Hangman, my friend? Yeah, bro, we, we keep getting now. We getting we got Karl Marx, we've got Jim Cornette, we've got Andrew Tate, we've got Regal. You know what's the funniest? Everyone cosplaying like the really bad people. Those are the ones who send super chats like. Hey, hangman! <laughs> like, like, you want to worst thing is, bro. We have to be like, oh, I appreciate the super chat. And <laughs> yeah. you take, like, it's just like, oh. 
there, Thanks, there, man. There was a pull, there was a pull pot on Dumb Guy Live one time. We had a pull pot. Mm-hmm. We had a uh, pull oh, pot. Boy. You know what a pull pot is? No. no. Pull pot. Pull pot. He's like the uh, he committed a genocide <laughs> in Cambodia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, these are the these are the. <laughs> You said that so scary place, it was scary. Yeah, yeah. That's what made it funny. <laughs> he was like, yeah, he just committed genocide in Cambodia, uh, Pol Pot, you know? He just... <laughs> how did it, How did we get to these things? <laughs> genocide in uh... Cambodia? <laughs> right, okay. Let's get it together, people. You know, right. Professionals right. in the building. New Japan, New Japan Strong. Open weight tag team title match. The motor shooting machine guns versus the West Coast wrecking crew. Um yeah man. These are like the kind of we're talking like warm up matches for the uh later matches at this point. But motor shooting machine guns, you know, everyone usually likes watching them. Uh West Coast wrecking crew, you know. Royce yeah, Isaacs, Jerome right. Nelson. The work hard, yeah, the work hard. Yeah, I was gonna say they, they you know, they work hard, they're all right. Yeah, uh, I don't think the Motor City Machine Guns are going to drop the bouts here, unless anyone's got any objections. They're giving them a, a three and a half on in an in a eight minute match, and then they're going to go back to locker room and smoking weed. Pop. Uh, New Japan. This is interesting. Park was talking about this on Dungo Lord the other day. Uh, New Japan Strong Open Weight Total Match Fred Rosser versus Kenta. So it's like they're either putting the belt on Kenta or they're letting Fred Rosser beat Kenta in America, which is like a big win, you know? Um, so either way, I think this is interesting. What way do you guys think it's going to go? Someone? Oh, what? <laughs> the Fred Rosser and... Super chat. What was Super Chat? Alright, okay. Let's address this. Anna, Neymar, five dollars. Appreciate Anna, did you get the invitation to my sister's birthday? March 11th, I'm taking work off. Not I again. that this person actually Googled to find out when his sister's birthday was. It's a whole no. thing, man. It's a whole <laughs> thing. It's like Neymar always came by his birth- sister's birthday. <laughs> he's, always, he's always injured, you know. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's crazy. Every, every year, bro, he's either injured or like suspended for his sister's birthday. You know, he's suspect. Anyway, it's just yeah. Brazilian culture, you know. You gotta come up with something. <laughs> okay, yeah. appreciate your name, five dollars. Um, okay, Bree Woo, four ninety nine. What in the NWA? Bobby Fish versus Jr. Kratos. Give us Daniel Garcia versus Ren Narina. Listen, bro. That's true, yo. He's Bobby Fish. Hold on, hold on. Bobby uh, Fish versus Jr. Kratos. So that's like, uh, yeah. yeah, that's some that's some real grabs right there. Doesn't mean it's gonna be good. It's real good, <laughs> you know. Two two vets, you know. That, that might be Marty. Two, you know, two shooters, you know. So it's Marty, I'm, I'm right, always you know. I'm always with you when it comes to this this real graphs thing. I, this one's too far. <laughs> this one's too far. <laughs> two, two, you know, 
two wash, two wash shooters <laughs> on the pre-show for a new That's time me. show. Yeah, oh, he's real grabs. You know? Monty, no, speaking really of bro, on every Noah card, they always put Masakatsu Funaki against some other fucker who's fifty-five, and it always pops yeah. me. They'll just they'll, they'll grapple and do nothing for like seven minutes, and then it'll end with like an arm bar. It's about a star mm-hmm. and a half. You know, I'm, convinced they, I'm convinced they put Masakatsu Funaki in Congo just so he could face all the old guys. I'm convinced. Do you think, it's just, do you think JR? Do you think JR Crow also versus Bobby Fish goes above or over two stars? No. Like, no. I, I, no. <laughs> no. I don't. I don't know if it passes. I don't even know if it approaches two. I don't think Meltzer's gonna rate that match. Like. Listen, he's gonna our, our, our ratings are the ones that matter. You know, so that's gonna be the match when people are like walking into the arena, so they're gonna be wrestling for like ten people. <laughs> Just... <laughs> Bro, they, on the on the newsletter, it's gonna have the Dave description. It's gonna say, it's gonna say Bobby Fish went over Jr. Kratos in five forty, and then he'll, he'll write like crowd like crowd like Kratos power spots. Kratos worked hard at points. And then put like no, I'm gonna get that, bro. Let's be honest. Uh, <laughs> Young Dende, four ninety nine. Insane how Triple L gave Nia Jax a job at a spot in the Rumble instead of Robert Fisherman, Roberto Fisherman. Robert um, Fisherman is hilarious. <clears throat> okay, let me address this. Let me address. Did they sign Nia Jax? No, 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 no. I, I asked, I asked the World Wrestling Federation, and they said no. Then I asked somebody in creative, and he said we just put merch on her site to give her a paycheck. So that's what that is. That how, the merch thing was basically. I don't know. I have no clue. I don't know. I can tell you everyone Grillo thought it was just funny, which is hilarious to me because usually when things like that happen in the old regime, like Vince is like cursing at everybody in sight, but they just laughed. And then she was in there and then she was, she looked really bad and she got eliminated and she hasn't appeared on television since. And they put merch on the site for her. If Cody did it, no one would be laughing. But since it's nice. No, no one would laugh. No one would laugh. Why? Why did they think that uh, putting Nia Jax... Just you know, oh, we need someone for the rumble to pop people. It's Nia Jax. Like, what was the thought process? I I don't know. I don't know. I, I <laughs> honestly I think, think... I think they just done it for the pop. Yeah, because <laughs> she like, did get a pop. pop. There was a pop. She there was a pop. pop. <laughs> people were like, "What the fuck is Nia Jax?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably that honestly, kind of pop. Though, but, Whoa, what the fuck? <laughs> you know, Nia, Nia Jax when she came out in the men's rumble, that was awesome. I oh, when, when she got RKO'd in six one nine, that was awesome. that was amazing. That was cool. Awesome, that was fire. Yeah, I I, no. I don't even like intergender wrestling. That was just really funny. It was funny. I can't lie. <laughs> like, I think she like knocked over R Truth or something like that on the way to the ring, and oh, she thought she was gonna come in like hot yeah. shit. It's no, and, and Randy's like Randy's faces, like when he does shit like that, is so funny. Like he was so happy. Randy, <clears throat> Randy gets a kick out of those things, you know. He's a, he's, a, he's, a, he's a sick man. You know? He's a sick man. Okay. Purple Aki, five pound. Yes, lads, get those muscles out. That is a uh, deep British law, you know. Uh, <laughs> Yo, this is, this is not the first time this joke has been made on this pod, Monty. You remember? <laughs> Listen, bro. It goes, it, goes, it goes a while back. If you remember, you remember. If you oh, know, you know. It's all long for this pound, you know? Purple Aki, funny character, you know. Uh, anyway, uh, Fred Rosser, Kenta. Okay, this is what I wanted to get to. Is Fred Rosser beating Kenta or is Kenta beating Fred Rosser? I need okay. answers, people. It, it doesn't really matter. It does, though. 
No, it doesn't. New Japan Strong isn't even a show anymore. It's not a thing. That means means we get Kenta more in America, assumably, you know, which could mean Kenta on AEW again. Kenta's like, at this point, Kenta's either a beast or a shitter. Like, there's no in-between. Yeah, if you give him a big match on Dynamite, he'll show up for it. I'm pretty confident in that. Um... If you, give him, if, you, if you give him like Brian Pillman Jr. on Rampage, then <laughs> you know <laughs> we open up Forbidden Door this Friday on Rampage when Brian Pillman Jr. takes on Kenta. It's like okay, <laughs> you know Kenta just Kenta shows up and takes like half a bump and that's it. You know <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. Pillman Jr. is cutting a promo. Look, Pillman Jr. is going to cut a promo on him backstage. He's like, oh. Kenta, big fan of yours. I've been watching you since I was a kid. Uh, I, I want to have this type of match with you. We could do this, this, and that. And Kenta's just like, no. no. <laughs> yeah, he's just no. <laughs> he's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna time waste at the start of the match, and then, yes. you know, I'm gonna kind of pose around a bit, and then uh, I'm gonna kick you a few times, and then, you know, you're gonna bro, tease a comeback, and I'm not gonna give it to you, and then I'm gonna hit my finish, and we're going on. You know, he's That's not selling for him. He's going to walk outside the ring and walk around, throw a middle finger or two. Someone's going to be like, get in the ring, Kenta. And he'll be like, fuck you. And then he'll just go in, you know. Yeah. Uh, so he's a beast, man. See, he could be our new open weight New Japan Strong Champion. So oh, in reply to you, oh, <laughs> these things do Parker. matter, bro. You know? We have a new super chat. Park clean. Um, anyone else feel like Mercedes <laughs> has lost her home? <laughs> he's definitely not trolling. You know? He's trolling. No, he's not. Go do your lesson plan. Get off bro, of here. Go do your lesson do, plan, bro. You know nasty, it, do you know how nasty the, the conversations would be on social media if like that match is bad? <laughs> like, there's so many people that badly want you her could, to fail. You know, me yeah. you, me I would just you, not talk yeah, about man. it. You know that yeah, we're going to have I'm that conversation with people. Yeah, a bunch of people are gonna be like, yeah, you know. So I would just pretend here. that I didn't see the match. I, I just think I would not comment anything about it. Just like when I'm someone fine. asked me, "Oh, what about the Mercedes Car match? What match?" Exactly. <laughs> I'm about to ask my whole Dynamite review. <laughs> yeah. Oh, right. yeah oh, but Mati, real quick, <clears throat> what was the last time you were so disappointed in the quality of the match that you just didn't really want to talk about it? Like, <laughs> you just you just threw it out in your mind. I don't know, bro. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm just built different, you know? <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, no, I'm so used to just... Uh, because I, quote-unquote, try to... Well, I have it. I have it right in. So I'll bring a match up and I'll throw it to you guys and you guys run with it. And I'll just have to like have to say, yeah, it was good. Ibu. No, it was bad. Ibu, do you remember Adam Cole and Ishii? On rampage, you <laughs> this guy, this guy comes from the dynamite taping. He's a good guy. I, I said, guys, Adam Colin, Adam Colin, Ishii had a four and a half star match on rampage, and I'm like, oh my god, holy shit! And then Murph sends it to Dave Meltzer, right? And the thing with Dave is, Dave will get an email from Murph and then like report it on the Observer new, uh, radio, like it's no, like so many people it. about he it. He tweeted it that so, night and said he, he was like, people are raving about this. It's just fucking Murph. It was just Murph lying. <laughs> Like just lying <laughs> and and then mind you guys, mind you, I was so hyped because of the way Murph was talking about this that I <laughs> went to my employers and said, "Hey, can I cut off an hour early today? I messed up my own bag. I wanted to cut off an hour early. You know why, Murph? So that I could race race home and watch 
uh, Ishii and Cole live. I was like, yo, man, my man Mercer, they went crazy. I got home and I was like, what the fuck? Three and a quarter. Like, three and a quarter. <laughs> yo, Murph, I, remember, I was bombing his DMs. I was like, but what is wrong with you? <laughs> no, now, now when we bring it up, he's just like, yeah, it's, it's different when it's live, bro. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Bro, you got to be to there, you know. I was yelling at Murph, and he's like, <laughs> "It was, it was lit live." <laughs> no, like, you had to, be, you had to build in, you had to be in the building, brother. You know. And the thing is, I just send, I still send Dave emails all the time, and he still responds to him. So he wasn't that mad about it. It's it's so Dave, obvious. When, it's so obvious when Murph is a source, bro. Dave would be like, uh, "Yamato and Casey had a match uh, in 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 Fukuoka. People are going crazy for this one in Dragon Gate." I'm like, "It's fucking Murph again, just sending Dave belts." Like, <laughs> hey, hey, and he loved me so much, he gave me a Hall of Fame ballot. So I mean, it's not like I'm making him mad. Listen, good stuff, man. You know? yeah, someone in the chat mentioned the Miriam Ashta versus Tender Rosa match. Yeah, that was one. That oh I my god. Oh my god! Oh, <laughs> bro, that, did, that did not. Oh, not there, was, there was that one cool spot that uh, me who does, know you know, when she kind of like. We know whose fault that was. We don't need to talk about it, but we know whose fault that was. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. That was so. F- she apologized. Anyway, uh, right. So wrapping up the battle in the valley card, there's an eight-man tag match: Adrian Quest, Josh Alexander, Mascara Dorado, and Rocky Romero versus Kevin Knight, Kushida, the DKC, and Volador Junior. Um, that'll probably be a good time. Uh, not too much to say. Hot take hmm? on that match. Go Outside on. of the DKC, Josh Alexander's the worst wrestler in that match. Bro, there's some heavy hit. Mm. There's, there's there's some beasts in that. Like, there's there's, there's, there's heavy hitters, bro. I think you're be. I think you're exaggerating, but there is some heavy. Bro, Rocky Romero, real wrestler. You know, real wrestler. It's a real wrestler right now. <laughs> Uh, NWA welterweight, world welterweight champion. He's a real wrestler, you know. Uh, yeah, Rocky Romero is a beast, actually. He's a beast, bro. He's, he's, smooth, beast, he's smooth as fuck. Tidy worker. Tidy operator in there. Uh, the Volador. still having great matches. The match with Volador is great, so. Yeah, it's uh, awesome. <clears throat> Yeah, man. That, that's a nice opener. If it does open, like I've got it listed here. Uh, but let's move to AEW, man, you know. Uh, AEW. Let's do Dynamite review. Uh, a lot of hot takes on the timeline <laughs> today. Uh, a lot of hot takes coming from this. It was Dynamite. Worst, Some people worst episode of TV ever. It was terrible. Some have said. Some have said. Some have said that uh, AW, AW needs a new booker because AW is dead. Bro, this even our, even our own Chris O'Bread just he, he had enough, bro. He broke. You know? it. <laughs> he, he, Tony Khan broke Chris <laughs> O'Bread. One of his loyal, one of his most loyal soldiers, you know. Anyway, that's, um, that's what happens when you watch, uh, you know, ECW on TNN the night before. You know, you just start looking at Tony, and you're like, "Is this nigga real?" No. Yeah, man. It's uh, it was you know, like I said, a divisive show. Sadly, <laughs> uh, it was the thing was is it's a six out of ten show in my opinion. I give it a six out of ten, but literally AEW shows are so good every week. That it's like feels like a disappointment. Well, like most other shows in wrestling, you're like, oh, that was a good show, good piece of business. But when it's AEW, yeah. it's like, 
Yo, the comments are killing me. Someone, when Monty said we're doing a dynamite review, someone said no, and then the next comment was, Do we have to? <laughs> someone said well, ROP AEW 2019 2023. Uh, to be honest, though, honestly, though, uh, with, best, this, right? with this dynamite review, because you know it wasn't the most amazing show, there's not really a lot in the show that we're gonna stick on for too much, so we'll probably fly through like a majority of it. So, you know, um, the show actually opened up with kind of like a little like a tribute image to Jerry Jarrett, who recently passed away. Of course, uh, mm-hmm. sending condolences to his family and rest in peace to him. Of course, a legendary hey. wrestling promoter. Father Thank you for Jeff bringing Jarrett. us DNA. Yeah, literally. Thank you for bringing um, us DNA. <laughs> he's definitely someone who's like, if you're not familiar with him, he's definitely worth like, at least like, you know, type his name into Google and, you know, see what he's he done a lot for the business. It's just that he's quite far dated. So, you know, um, not really the most... Uh, What's the word I'm looking for? I don't want to say relevant to talk about uh, in this day and age because, you know, it's, all of his stuff has a long-lasting effect. So uh, just check him out, you know. He's got he's got a long legacy and it's definitely uh, definitely one that's been worth all the uh, outpouring of condolences and love to him this week. Because, you know. And uh, Jeff Jarrett opened up the show. Obviously, apparently he... He told Tony that he still wanted to work, even with his dad's That's passing. And you know, uh, yeah, Jeff Jarrett, bro, he's the realist. You know, <laughs> he's the he's the ultimate real wrestler, Jeff Jarrett. The, the um, thing is, it like I do like Jeff. He's I think he's funny. I just I zone out because of who he's surrounded by. Like, there's so many shitters around him that like I just start mentally, bro. Like you're you're throwing out the you're throwing out like the best friends and you know Satnam and. You know, twenty twenty three lethal, and I just start oh, like my planet Jarrett. It's uh, it's, it definitely it definitely has a role to serve on the roster if that makes sense. So you know, it's yeah. mid card, and they're gonna eat pins and stuff, and they're just gonna do like some entertainment segment and stuff. It's just where to eat on for Tony, give people someone to beat. You know, so we had Planet Jarrett, as we call it, uh, which is Jeff Jarrett, Satnam Singh, Sanjay, and Jay Lethal uh, versus. Orange Cassidy, the acclaimed, and Billy Gunn. Um, I think people are, you know, I, I think I kind of get that like Tony wanted to have Jeff Jarrett open a show, you know, because of what happened. I think that was might have been the thinking behind it, you know. Um, but like you, you used to Dynamite kind of opening with a banger and like the hot crowd being given something to get them going, you know. Um, and this, unfortunately, I just don't think this was that, you know, and it kind of like, it, it set the tone for kind of what, as we was already talking about, it ended up being quite the weird show, you know. Uh, what did you guys think of this uh, eight-man opener? I I have did not see this match, so my official opinion is it was okay. <laughs> That's why you gave this a six. <laughs> is that six out of ten? <laughs> I, 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 tuned in, I tuned in for the beginning of the uh, Texas Tornado match because I was out to dinner with my mother. So, I came oh, back from that. Wholesome. That's cute. Wholesome. Good stuff. Uh, Monty, I thought this opener was nothing, and I struggled to pay attention, and uh, I didn't mm. know when on the dynamite, and it felt very rampage slash elevation. Yeah. And the crowd wasn't that crazy for it, and I didn't know what this was for, other than to take up television time. And uh, then I went on Google and looked up the date for Revolution and saw that it was in two weeks, and then really, really questioned why this was the opener. Yeah, uh, someone said when we was talking about Dynamite, uh, Young Dende 199, it's all Cody's fault, it all goes back to him. See, uh, conspiracies, 
Darren Walker, five pounds. Agreed, Dynamite worst episode in ages was awful. Send some talent to PWG. Keep them there. <laughs> That's so random. <laughs> <laughs> the PWG part's so random. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like Darren, Darren Walker, why? Darren Walker, Darren, said he's only not. Like, uh, your version of like China for basketball, like Guangdong Tigers. Like, you know, send him the <laughs> send his ass to PWG. I, I I love I love the get ready to learn Chinese buddy meme, and then and then, and then my, someone my, turned my, into Vince going get ready to learn Arabic buddy. Yeah, my favorite's the uh, Pep Guardiola one is like you should learn Chinese or Japanese because you're gonna be sent there soon. <laughs> I, I gotta be a hundred percent honest before we even like fully get into the Dynamite review. I did not mm. watch a lot of the show. I skipped through a lot. I try to watch it, but the thing is like. I uh, everything that I saw in my timeline the entire day was people going off, and I know that's something that happened. Like every two months, they have a bad episode, and then mm. everyone like freaks out about it. It's yeah. just the same thing over and over again. But mm. you know, uh, I I I tried. You know, I tried to watch it, and then it was just like a, a lot of skipping going on, and then I stopped for some things, and then I watched through a second. I was like, oh, this is bad. Skip again, and, I, and so you know. I, I I don't have the best review of Dynamite, but mm. I feel like if it was better, I wouldn't have skipped that much. So, yeah, I don't I, know. to be honest with you, Monty, it's like 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 Anna said, every every few months we get like the weak Dynamite show that people go crazy over. But to be frank, usually when that happens, it really is just like a a mid show rather than like a horrible show. I genuinely like, I genuinely think mm-hmm. this episode was terrible. Like I, I think that this is. I think this is one of the worst dynamites I've ever seen, only because rarely ever do I walk out of a dynamite and I'm like, that was fucking shitty. Like, I, I don't, like, there's probably, probably in one hand, the amount of dynamites that I thought were like straight up ass cheeks. So, by virtue of that alone, this has to be one of the weakest ones. Um, but again, I, on a broad level, I'm not panicking because it's like, you know, they were due for one. There were, there were so many amazing TV shows in the last few weeks. Not you know what I mean? Like, no, like yeah, look, Rampage looks good, and uh, yeah, I I would panic if like this was like a two to three week tr- uh, trend, which it probably won't be, you know. It's just not no. And it's also something that this dynamite, uh, even like in paper, when you just mm-hmm. saw the card, it didn't look amazing. I didn't mm-hmm. expect a great dynamite out of it. It was mm-hmm. the first dynamite in weeks that we didn't have the Brian match, so you know I was already expecting right. something weaker. I guess, and it, it definitely was a lot weaker. I, I feel stri- just because we're having at least even uh because we know like for a while now that AW the storylines are kind of messy. It's not at their best moment, you know. Uh, but at mm. least we were having some banging matches every week that was making it worthwhile yes. watching. Um, and uh, every week I'm not being able to fully watch Dynamite for weeks now because of the whole like uh, time zone thing. But every week I saw at least two or three matches that everyone would say, okay, you get to watch this. And then I went and watched those matches. For this week, I didn't see anyone recommend any matches. Yeah. That's how I know it was like actually bad. Yeah. Oh my God, Anna, check out Kip Sabian versus Hangman Page. Yeah, bro, crazy. Uh, <laughs> young Dende with a crazy super World Hell Tony and Sarah are smart merchants now. Listen, that's some yeah. weird imagery, you know. <laughs> some, some weird imagery that they had going on there last night. We'll yeah, get to it, it though. Yo, um, yo, Masi, uh, I didn't see the show live, right? And when I opened Twitter, the first thing I saw was just a screenshot. Like, yes, <laughs> just, that was the I first thing I saw when I woke up. I woke up, I grabbed my phone, 
was 7 a.m. I had to go to class in like one hour. I grabbed my phone, opened Twitter, like, mm, what happened, Dynamite? And I saw that video. I was like, close Twitter. It was just a screenshot of like greenish smoke in Tony Storm's ass. And I was like, what the fuck happened on Dynamite? Bro, there's some crazy shit going on. Um, <laughs> Tony's a wild bro, boy. Listen. It's a... Yo. That was a. It was an interesting ending. That one last night, but we'll get there. We'll get there. We're gonna. We're gonna drag our way through this. Uh, next up, we had a Brian Danielson promo. He cut fired up promo on uh, MJF. It was only short, but it was good shit. Um, he's awesome. Yeah, he's Brian. You know, Brian's good gonna Brian. Uh, okay, next match on the show was Maxine and Claudio versus Preston Vance. No, I, I like this a lot. Um, a I thought this match was a. Uh, I think it kind of suffered from the crowd not being overly hot for the opener. Like there was only there was only like three thousand people there, and that opener just did not get them going. And it was like these. I thought these kind of like started slow, and it was kind of awkward at moments at the start. But they got there in the end. They brawled, they bladed. You know, there was blood. And uh, like I said, got there in the end. Murphy was just saying you like this. What what was your kind of like takeaway from the match? I mean, I like three out of four wrestlers, and the fourth isn't that bad. So you're gonna at least like this match, and I, you know, this the step allowed it for it to be fun. And you know, mm-hmm. I, I really, I, I, don't, I hate saying this because I don't want to make this. I don't think it's a narrative, but I really enjoy seeing Claudio on TV wrestling, and you know, I, I think he should more personally. I, I, I get he's Ring of Honor champion, but I think he should be on AEW television more, just because you know he's mm-hmm. never really. I, I just like seeing him. Like it just makes me happy seeing him. But um, I I really enjoyed this match. It's a great step. They did it last year with um, actually it might it actually might it was 2021 actually with Sting and uh, Darby versus 2.0. But you know I, I just really enjoy seeing. Oh, that was know, great. I love tornado matches, and you know I love. Sorry, my brother's being a troll, and um, and I, I enjoy Claudio and Mox. So Roosh is a beast. So. I love Rouge, so I'm just, I'm really happy that I really like this match. Yeah, definitely I, I, would I, like I, to see more Claudio, man. Definitely. I love Claudio. Yeah, I want to um, see those match between Claudio and Rouge. Yeah. Oh yeah, that sounds like a good main event for uh, Super Honor. Yeah. yeah, I was thinking about that. I I definitely agree. Like Claudio should wrestle more on TV, and he should be getting more singles matches on TV as well. Because I feel like every time he's on TV, it's tag matches. No. How about an actual feud for him, you know? Exactly, yeah. and, like, uh, give him weekly point. matches. Like, you know what they did with Brian, just giving him the different matches every week with, like, actually great wrestlers, like Bendito, uh, Tana, yeah. uh, Tana, <laughs> Takeshita, um, Timothy Thatcher, it's, uh, like, who, I feel like if they do that with Claudio as well, he can go off because he's actually amazing. And, yeah. he, yes, he's being able to showcase that better than he did in WWE, but still I feel like there's so much there that he's not being able to Yeah. You know, I love he's like, a lot better than a lot of people even realize, and uh, people know that he's amazing. So, Kurt, if I had the, if I had the pen, you know, there's the four. I mean, you, you expect FTR to be the one battle royale winner, but I would really think about Claudio and Yuta being that fourth team because I think it just add another element to the match and be a lot of fun. I don't think they're gonna do Darby and Sting. I feel like it's Darby and Sting. No, otherwise, no, otherwise, I, otherwise, what are they what are they gonna do on the show on the on the Revolution? Darby and Sting. Darby's taking time off. I, I can I can say that Darby's currently taking time off to film a show. Okay, but here's the thing. Last week on uh, Rampage, there was a pre-tape where they basically said, you know, Sting was like, you know, my time is up, but I want us as a tag team to go out in a blaze of glory. 
that read to me as a, a, a pay-per-view write-off. You know, why would they do that before the pay-per-view if he's going to take time off now and not just add the pay-per-view in two weeks? Yeah, but that's interesting because I, I see what you're saying, but yeah, I'm still going to stick. If if it's Claudio and Yuta, I'm a very happy man because I love their little duo. Mm-hmm. I like their uh, their dynamic. They're a nice, they're a nice team. Um, thought we were just reading something. Um, where was we? Where was we? Where was we? Tornado tag. Tornado tag. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Moxley. Went, Moxley. Uh, you know, he choked out Pero Peligroso, the dangerous dog. Preston Vance, ten, choked him out with a chain, elbowed him in the neck, and then you know. Yeah, man, they got out of there. No, he just got up out of there. Don Moxley bled because, of course, he's gonna bleed. Uh, this, this, uh, I'm not as big on tornado matches as Murph is. Uh, and and I, I realized, I realized that as I got older, when I was a kid, I used to love this. I, I used to be like, oh my god, put put them all in the ring at the same time, have them use every weapon, you know. And now it's like, now I'm like, oh, what about the tag structure? Well, you know, well I mean, compared to you, I am a kid, so I feel like that kind of tracks. I'm saying, yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah, and so like, yeah, now I'm just like, where's my heat? And then the hot tag, and then the shine, and the comeback, and all that. But, you know, I got into this when Moxley, uh, you know, bled. Because that's something about him. Like, like he, he just wakes him up, and then him waking up wakes the match up. Uh, and then it got pretty fun. So, yeah, this it, it, this was the best match on the show by like a country mile. I'm never going to complain about Moxley bleeding. It's just, it's, yeah, that's, it's, it's his thing. You know, it's his thing. So, mm. yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, next up, we had a Wardlow promo. I love it. He tells he tells this like uh, this deep story about his father and why you know he hadn't you know why he hadn't cut his hair, etc. And Samoa Joe knew this story, so him cutting his hair made it even worse. And you know Samoa Joe, the best wrestler of all time, but he's a piece of shit. You know. <laughs> so uh, I love this promo. I thought it was. I thought it was a a side of Wardlow we haven't seen um, mm-hmm. that in AEW, and I think it was a side of Wardlow we needed to see. So yes, I really enjoyed this. You know, I I liked Wardlow's message; it resonated, and I think that, you know, I think that if you do a little more with Wardlow in the next two weeks, I'm okay with Wardlow beating Samoa Joe. Not right now, but if you if you build Wardlow a little more in the next two weeks, I I think I wish it was a I thought it was gonna be a title be hair match. I mean, neither of them really have hair, so there's no reason, there's no, uh, mm. no way to do it. So, I mean, throw Ricochet in and make it a ball triple threat match. But, um, you know, so Wardlow, I really like this Wardlow promo. Anna, I'm did so- you skip past this or? No, this? I watched it a little bit. But the thing, like, I do agree with Murph. I feel like uh, for me, Wardlow really, and for a lot of people, he really went cold. You know, after mm-hmm. he won the title and everything happened, he really went cold and when they gave the title to Samoa Joe, it just felt right. Like seeing him as the champion and then the matches yeah. with Darby and everything. It, it just feels right seeing him with both titles, you know, being the badass again, remember, like reminding people why he's, you know, uh, so celebrated, I guess. Because he really is amazing. And I feel like he's going back to his bag, you know, he's uh, in a really good place right now in his career, I feel like. And I don't know if I'm ready to see him lose that, but he's still a champion, even if he lose that title. So... It can be well done, but I do agree they have to. That was a good starting point for Warlord to go back into being hot again, but um, they still need a little bit more for yeah, him to beat lot, Samoa Joe and everyone be satisfied with that because everyone is fully behind Samoa Joe, just keeping like, being mm-hmm. the champion and having more feuds and etc. But what would Warlord do after that? 
that's the one thing I have no idea. No. So yeah, I just want to see how they're going to deal with that. Even if he, he wins the championship again, how are they going to make sure that it doesn't go cold again? Yeah, so, yeah, definitely. Like you said, I think it was a it was a good starting point to mm-hmm. fixing what you know uh, how cold Wardlow's gone. But there's still a lot to do, you know. <laughs> Especially if you want to get the momentum going to where he was after. Say, if you take yourself back to after Double or Nothing when he just squashed MJF, you know, mm-hmm. like ideally you want to get him back to there again. And you know, unfortunately, ever since then. Pretty much through no fault of his own, to be honest. I'll put a lot of it on booking, to be brutally honest. Um, you know, like when, when you have a big win like that and the first thing you go into is Mark Sterling and the security guards, you know, it's uh, it's definitely a step down. Then, you know, MJF comes back and he's world champion now, you know, so that kind of, you know, it's very telling. <laughs> anyway, um, so like, what did you think of this, Hanger? Yeah, um... When he started telling the story about his dad, I didn't know where it was going. And, like, I was just like, "Is are they just trying to have him talk about his family so that, like, people like him more? Like, what, what's happening here? And then yeah, I think him, that's what they do. <laughs> I mean, uh, that is what they're doing. But, like, they did tie the whole thing of, like, <laughs> when I saw my dad bald, made me decide to have some hair. And, I mean, I, I guess I get it. But even though, like, I'm looking at Wardlow, I'm like, you have, like, a skin fade and, like... Like it's not even you don't even have like like a bunch of hair like that, but sure. And then look, he he's he framed it like Joe knew about this whole thing, and that's why he cut it because it meant something to him. And look, if nothing else, it, it gives an explanation of why Joe did that because that was kind of random when he did it. Like it just felt like oh. it just felt like Tony was like like Tony just looked at Wardlow and was like, "You gotta change your look, pal." And then like they just did that. Uh, <laughs> but you know they gave, they gave a reason. And um, yeah, man, am I at the point where I'm like, oh man, I'm so ready for Wardlow to win this? No, but I do know that he's inevitably going to probably go for Revolution. Um, and, and you know what? Listen, at the end of the day, Samoa Joe is going to be fine no matter what because he's that good. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he's, he can heat up anything he's involved with with one promo, right? Wardlow is the type of guy that I feel like if he if he did lose this, he would kind of feel cooked. Uh, so I guess if nothing else, I, I hope that this go around of the TNT title reign they can. Uh, find interesting things for him to do. Hopefully. Hopefully he has just like some real focus and he has some like real feuds that, you know, just drum up some interest in for interest for his matches because they really need to go like story based or I think similar to like the MJF feud was because like Wardlow isn't gonna give you the you know the four star constant TNT title defenses like a Derby will, like a Samoa Joe will, like a insert wrestler that's held about Will, you know. Um, he's different in that regard, so they need to like, really make his stuff interesting because if they try, if they're just running back with just matches and just does your typical TNT title reign, it's going to flop again. So, yeah. Um, <clears throat> hopefully they figure it out. Uh, right. Yeah, I one thing, oh, sorry, just like talking about TNT title reigns, no matter what happens, if someone retains or if it wins, I just want them to actually give someone a good TNT title ring because that title has been so like hot potato uh, for mm-hmm. the past year. I feel like the whole Sammy and Scorpio Sky and then, oh, the title changed and then it changed again. And even with Tomoe Joe and Darby, what, yeah, amazing matches, but it, why? <laughs> you know, the whole like changing and changing again. And then, so of course, I understand from a business point of view, they wanted Darby to have the title to go to Japan, of course. But, you know, it still feels like a lot of hot potato and they really lost with the title. So I just want to see someone have actually at least 
three months, four months title reign, just actually have them feel like a champion. And Samoa Joe f- feels like a champion, even being involved in those situations with the title changing hands that, that much. So I don't know. I just want to see them treating the title a little bit better. I feel like since Miro lost it, it's just been kind of all over the place. So I'm not sure how they're going to fix it, but I just hope they do. Remember that guy, Anna? Remember him, Miro? <laughs> yeah, where is he? <laughs> Oh my god! He's getting ready for Rusev Day. So I mean, I mean, we all know he could have been back, but (laughs) that's my (laughs) point. He hits. uh, He doesn't. He doesn't like powerhouse Hobbs, I guess. But uh, what's oh my god? (laughs) Anyway, uh, um, yeah, man. uh, We had Mark Briscoe versus Josh Woods. Good match, man. This good. Mark Briscoe is always, it's always yeah, that's yeah. what I mean, bro. Like seeing Mark Briscoe on big AEW Dynamite live on TBS doing I, his Mark Briscoe shit, you know. Tony just, Tony Neese and Josh Woods have go away, go away heat with me. I, I I just they're they're the most boring people of all time to me. Like I I am like come on, <laughs> like when they come out and I'm like, fuck. Like it's like when it's like Ibu when he sees Adam Cole. I'm like, I see Josh. I don't Woods, hate Adam Cole. <laughs> I, see, I, see Josh, I see Josh Woods, and I'm like, like, get the mouthpiece out. Come on, man. Like it's not for me. Like you know, Murph, Murph really thinks like I despise Adam Cole, bro. Ibu, for a long time, you actually were like every day just hating on Adam Cole. The time. Yeah, yeah there was there was there was every day. I do. I truly bro. believe. That the whole Adam Cole hate train, the whole thing that happened when everyone started hating him, you started that. That's what AO AO blames it on me. AO blames it on me. Yeah, I know what happened, bro. It's crazy. I'll never forget on my private account. I posted what a mutual friend of ours had to say about Adam Cole on a podcast. (laughs) And it started this big debate in our in our common private accounts mentions. (laughs) And uh I think it kind of gave Evu a license to kind of get his shit off about Adam Cole, and it's like it's spot, and it like spiraled this like two month period where you just shit remember, on Adam Cole. Do you remember the space? Do you remember the space where I was like, man, Dolph Ziggler's better than this nigga? And the thing <laughs> oh my is, god, I literally, the, oh my here's, god. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. That take was looking good at the time because if you remember Monty, he had a bang with, with Ciampa on NXT 2.0 of all fucking shows, and then like he was like having good tags with Ron and shit. And I was like, you know what, man, Ziggler's a legend. Here's the craziest Dude. thing to me: you you big up Ziggler, but then Ziggler's like career highlight is when he won the match in Survivor Series 2014. You're like, oh, Ziggler's awesome. You've never Ziggler's seen like Ziggler's like career defining moment. No, I've never seen that. I've never seen that tag. Hmm. No, man. Right, yeah, he's, ca- he's cashing as well, as well. Man. That cashing was sweet. Yeah, no, was that's like, his. Yeah. Mo- that's his most like replayed moment. One hundred percent. He's a beast. Yeah, man. He's a beast. When he cashed in, what you say? Did you go to the Raw after Mania twenty nine? No, I hated WWE in twenty thirteen. You went to the? Didn't you go to Mania? No, I watched it live though, and I, and I, 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 I didn't. You, you, oh, no. you went to you went to Mania. Oh, you went to Mania in 2019. No, I, I've oh. never been to a WrestleMania in my life. I thought you went to the Mania in my life. No, no. They, they, they went to my backyard two times. I checked the car, and I was like, no. Uh, you you <laughs> up that is. I thought you you like you saw that Miz Shane McMahon li- match live, and you're like, oh, I love this match. No, 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 no. I watched it live like from my couch, and I thought uh, it was great. 
wasn't I wasn't gonna pay two hundred and seventy dollars to watch it, you know. Yeah, watch it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. right. Uh, <laughs> okay, yeah, man. Mark Briscoe. He uh, I thought he I thought he was putting a put good performance, man. Josh Woods is pretty much like uh you know, not to echo what Marv said, but he is a bit of a blank slate. He's just kind of a good wrestler, you know, sort of thing. Uh, that's like his gimmick as well. Um, good. Yeah. yeah. Good's good a big word. <laughs> yeah, you know, he, he eats his suplexes. And, like, you know, he's, uh, what, what, you what's know? his nickname again? Uh, the, the Technical tec- Beast. The Technical Beast. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Um, yeah, man, Mark Briscoe. Finishes it with the froggy bow. Uh, we all love Mark Briscoe. Tony Khan announced after the show that Mark Briscoe is all elite. I would have liked the graphic to show up during the show, you know, uh, after the up. match or something. Tony should have uh, walked out and handed that shit to him. That's what I'm saying. But, you know, like, uh, I think Willow got it on Rampage. Um, like when it came up on the uh, screen. Fuego, Fuego Del Sol got it on, on Rampage. On the first yeah, this yeah, well, the Fuego one was, you know, that was you know, awesome. They were trying. They, they were trying to do like a whole story with it, so it's like that one's a bit different. But I love Fuego, and I think he's beast. Well, you know, as beast as you can, as yeah. beast, beast as you can think he is in his role. Mir- you know, Mir- yeah. I'm not saying he's future world champ or anything. Both, but... both of those Miro v Fuego matches were sweet. Yeah. <clears throat> but no, when he I, used to get, I squ- saw that line. He was in, squ- he was in, he was in a squash match with um, House of Black as well, where he was just great in it. Um, yeah, yeah shout out Fuego. Um, great jobber, great jobber. Shout out Mark Briscoe. He also cut a promo after Dynamite as well, which I think probably, well, considering the reaction that the show got, it might as well have been on the TV show, you know. But he cut a promo and he was, uh, he basically said that, you know, he can, he can smell gold. He can smell gold on the horizon. Sure so, TK, uh, TK knew this was not going to be the best Dynamite, so he just like had that Mark Briscoe all in his back pocket to rip out. <laughs> I, I think yeah, for goodwill. During, during the show, I had the two ideas. TK knew this was going to be a mid-Dynamite. So, first, he put women in the main event, because then you can say that. He put women in – well, I mean, it didn't work, but he put women in the main event. You could, That's like <laughs> a, a brownie point. And then also he had the Mark Briscoe thing in his back pocket. And he thought, oh, they're not going to care about the bad Dynamite because women in the main event, and I gave Mark Briscoe all elite, and that just did not work. <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. He's just trying to get oh that goodwill God. back. Uh, yeah, and, yeah, and then he checks cage match. He checks cage match. He sees the four point eight, and he's like, "Fuck!" <laughs> no, I just, I just, I'm just thinking. I know we're gonna get there still, but I'm just imagining Soraya coming up to Tony Khan and saying, "Look, I have a great spot planned." Oh <laughs> man! And him like <laughs> hearing about it and being like, "Yeah, there's gonna go over amazing for sure." Oh, Fart that, that's what I'm saying. Like. like Tony, come here, love. I have an idea. I and feel so like... bad. Tony Storm should just go through it, you know. That she woman, bless her soul. Like, she just <laughs> does everything that they tell her to do. She just goes ahead. She does it. She doesn't complain. She's still an amazing wrestler, but it's it's painful sometimes uh, being a Tony Storm fan. It's uh, very hard. Producer Dean Malenko walks up there and he's just like, "Hey, Tony, uh, tonight in the match, you're gonna uh, they're gonna spray paint your ass and then you're gonna run across the ring and." Uh, hip attack, uh, Rick Baker. She's like, All right, thank you. It's like, Okay, oh. <laughs> yeah, it's we'll talk about Soraya. We'll, 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 we'll get to it. I have, yeah, I have thoughts. I'm sure we all do. Um, okay, 
Yeah, so Mark Rock said Mark Briscoe said he could smell gold in a promo after the match. Uh, what belt do you think Mark Briscoe is going to challenge for? Like, do you think he's going to be given like a TNT challenge? Do you think he's going to be given, belt. like an art? Uh, yeah, like, or do you think they'll build to like the big one? Where like, I think they should build to the big one and do that at Death Before Dishonor. Mm-hmm. I think they should do Claudio versus Mark at Death Before Dishonor. So it'd be an idiot, you know. I was, I was just thinking, like, are they going to wait a minute before telling that story with Mark? Yeah, they should, like, they should, they should, that takes time. They should, that should be, like, a focal point of TV when it's, like... Yeah, 100%, bro, 100%. Like, that should be the Ring of Honor story. The thing that makes it tough is because everyone loves Claudio. So ideally, yeah. you'd Claudio have some other like, Joe, you know? you have some other Joe coming. That's, like, Eva's going to be shocked I'm saying this, but I felt bad for Gr- Jonathan Gresham because, like... You know, he's supposed to be, like, this defending oh. Ring of Honor guy. But he was literally, like, facing Claudio. Like, that's so hard. Like, like mm-hmm. it was just such a bad position for him to be in. <laughs> did I have problems with the stuff he did? Yes. Like, some of that stuff. And I, I'm not a big fan of him. But I'm like, I felt bad for the guy. The guy was going into a match that literally no one wanted him to win. Like, that's that, that's such a bad feeling. Yeah. It was, like, uh... Claudio's just a man. Claudio's awesome. Yeah, no, that that's a lot turning heel like the day before the pay per view shit. Remember that shit? They like, had bro. to. They had to. Bro, that that last like week of Gresham, like, they they they. Fought, Yo, man. he joins <laughs> Tully Blanchard. They make a Tully Blanchard Enterprise shirt with him. My and God, then the day of the Nana. show, then the day of the show, they're like, "No, you're with Prince Nana." He's like, "What the fuck?" I'm like, "What the fuck?" And <laughs> he's walking out, and I'm like, "Who is this African man walking alongside him?" And like, what's going on here? Yeah, it was. Everyone knew something was up when he came out without like his his garb. Like he wasn't wearing like the the the, the mask and the the weird jet. Like he he just came out with his t shirt on. You're like, Yo, uh, how does Tony break all this news to him? Like as it's happening, and like not like chuckle a little bit morbidly. Like he's just yeah. So you're gonna be with Tully Blanchard, and then like two days later, are you gonna be with Prince Nana? Actually, we got Ben Dixon, two dollars Australia. Mark wins the TV title from Samoa Joe with a cage. As well, that sounds like a match of the year candidate. Since we're talking about Samoa Joe again, you know, I'm always pushing that. Uh, match found 84 199. Prime Samoa Joe or Prime Brock Lesnar? Brock, um, Ty, Brock, I'm going Ty. Because when you say Brock, what you talk, what year you talk, what year you take him off? Because Samoa Joe's 05 and it's like. For I, don't, I don't know, bro. Look, I don't know. Brock, I don't know if I can think of a year that Brock's had. Brock, Brock, Brock Lesnar is like Michael Jackson. That nigga got like two to three primes. I can't lie. To like, you. like, yeah, he I, does. I would like. I don't think this is his in-ring prime, but like, I enjoy. I've enjoyed actually Brock the most since he's been a babyface, like the last couple of years. Like Cowboy Brock. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I've really loved Cowboy Brock. I mean, that's not his in-ring prime, but as a character, I love Cowboy Brock. But Brock's I prime is probably either two thousand two. Or I think in like 20, uh, 2015, maybe. I don't know. Oh my god, that Roman match in Mania. The thing with Brock is like the best thing I could say about him is nobody. I cannot describe or there's nobody I think that can replicate the experience of watching his matches live in the sense that like they're very hard to predict how they're gonna go because no, of like yeah. the varying times. I don't, it could be a squash. It could be like seven minutes. You don't even know. And so much is packed in, and it's so explosive. And kind of scary and dangerous uh, in the moment. And the thing is, Brock is a weirdly giving wrestler. Like I feel like people like Sometimes. Brock will give people yeah, shit like, when he wants, bro. When he wants to sell for someone, he'll he'll sell brilliantly for them. You know, it's like it's like when um, <clears throat> I'll always remember when Drew McIntyre eliminated him from the Rumble, and he just lay outside for like a minute straight, bro. Like just fucking mm-hmm. out. 
And, um, you know, like when he wrestles a little guy, uh, whether it's Finn oh, Balor, but someone little compared to him, whether it's a Brian. Finn Balor, a Brian Danielson or someone like that. When it's someone that he really wants, when he actually wants to wrestle and he's in the mood to wrestle and he wants to sell, bro, he can sell his ass off, bro, you know? So, yes. um, Keith Lee in the Rumble as well, that same Rumble. This, this might be an insanely hot bro. take. But Brock's match with Roman at SummerSlam last year was my favorite Brock match ever. I My favorite Brock match is the match he had with a certain man at SummerSlam 2013. Okay. Uh, oh, certain man. Uh, uh, when that guy, when, when guy hit... <laughs> It's a great match. It's an amazing match. One of my favorite world matches. Yeah, good. Good. Just the, the just say his name. I mean, like no, I'll say no, his no name worries. when he resurfaces no, on <laughs> This is like the Velveteen Alistair Blackfeed where they kept trying to get him to say his name. Now listen, I'll say his name when he resurfaces on AEW programming. So you're never gonna say his name. I'm gonna I'm gonna, gonna go gonna with uh, for to answer the soup chat though. I'm going with Samojo because Prime oh. Prime 05 Joe is just I'll always bring up this when talking about 05 Joe. He done the X Division triple threat match that still gets spoke about all the time today with Daniels and AJ. He did the Necro Butcher match and he did the legendary match with Kenta in Ring of Honor all in the space of like, I think it's like 80 days or something. So he had like three all-time, like never been, never quite been replicated again matches. Like, um... In the space of three months, and that kind of like signified the year that Joe had in over five. Like, it's, if you haven't seen the shit, wait, he was wait, on, what, what was it? What were the matches you listed? You said Necro Butcher, Kobashi, and which one? The X Division Triple oh, the three way, yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> crazy to bang to bang those out in three months, bro. Is come up, you know, yeah. That's... I would also say Joe because I, I'm like a big character person, and Brock Lesnar, yeah. his character, like, oh, beast, it's like it's Paul Heyman, you know. So uh, mm-hmm. I, I still like Joe more for the whole, like, the persona that he has, like, around him and everything, especially in his mm-hmm. prime. You actually felt like, oh, this man is going to commit murder anytime. And I love that. So he's, Yeah, he's great, yeah. man. They're all great. Um, okay. Their chemistry Anything? with each other was great, too. Was it? Uh, any more super? I know we've got a couple of super chats, but I'm saving a few of them for when they're relevant. So, okay. Let's keep moving. Uh, Brock Lesnar, best match was the Zach Gowen squash. But that match is genuinely incredible. <laughs> you know, it's unique. Uh, <laughs> good amazing. heat. Good, good, way, <laughs> good way to heat someone up, you know? Beat the fuck out of a kid with one leg. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the way he said that. <laughs> That's what he did. He beat the shit out of a kid with yeah, one leg. Like, bro, he done some sick things in that time, you know? Anyway, uh, okay. Next up. Yeah, bro. Uh, next up on... This is going to let Murph get in his bag on this one. Adam Cole done kind of like a, uh, you know, a sit-down interview for now. came across very authentic and just kind of being himself. You know, he started to be back and he dropped a few hints about who he might wrestle, says that he's going to be good for AEW when he picks who he wants to wrestle next. But, you know, t- like if he's wrestling on the um, Revolution card, like we're two weeks away and we have no idea what the guy is doing, so... This is starting to make me think that he might not even be on the Revolution card, honestly. Uh, because it's like, unless they're bringing in like a big name to come out, sort of thing, then I just I don't quite get. You know, we're running out of time. I, I, have, no, I have no idea who he's talking about. I don't know what story time. I don't know about this story time with Adam Cole, baby. But I, I just don't know what he's on. 
I don't know who he was referring to. I mean, I was thinking Jay White was like, nah, he's going to WWE. So, like, who could it be? Um, So, I don't know. I, I just want to see Adam Cole wrestle again because he's my favorite wrestler. And uh, I've seen – I saw him twice last year, and three, three times wrestling last year. And, you know, it's my favorite thing. And Adam Cole's the man. I really – I'm just happy he's back in the ring hearing all he went through. And, you know, I, I just – I want a babyface Adam Cole run because it's really unprecedented territory outside of, like, two weeks in NXT. So, like, I'm very excited for this. <laughs> It was literally like two minutes in the next two, where you know. No, then, that, he he was yeah. he was low key the top babyface of NXT though, because they never cheered him. I mean, they never booed him. Yeah, he was always that, the, that you know, good. You don't get booed. Hangman, mm. mm. <laughs> yeah. hey, no, don't start. Like I love Adam Cole so much. I feel you. Like uh, when he was in his undisputed era run in NXT, when he became champion and all that, he was my favorite wrestler in the whole world. I just love him so much. I still love him like a lot, uh, but I feel I do understand the criticism with his matches in AEW, he because we know what kind of matches he can have. So the matches that he was having were not like to the full potential. And I am excited to see what he's gonna do now. But like you said, Murph, like as a babyface, Adam Cole as a babyface, it's really unprecedented territory, which is very funny because we all know him like the real person. You know, uh, he's just. The most baby face guy ever. He's just a yeah. ball yeah. of sunshine. He's a yeah, sweet so I see, Yeah, but he plays a heel so well. It's insane. Yeah. So I, I don't know Such how long asshole. it's going to last. Yeah, I don't know how long it's going to last, but I'm excited to see uh, what direction they go with it. And I just want to see him getting back to the ring. I'm just so happy to have him back finally. Uh, be able to see him on TV every week again is really uh, amazing. Great. He was definitely missed. Like he has a good presence, uh, good energy. Everyone loves him, uh, except Hangman, of course. But everyone else, everyone who you know is a good person, loves him. I went. I went to Forbidden Door last. I went to Forbidden Door last year, and that was like a great show, obviously. But my highlight of my wrestling year was I was at Revolution and seeing Adam Cole versus Adam Page. I mean, Adam Cole in a main oh, event was... in Orlando. Like, right. oh, my God. Like, was that was an so amazing awesome. match. Like, right. Yeah, everyone was so, awesome. so on the Adam Cole hate train because of Ebu during that no, phase. That but, crowd but, loved and that, that match was so amazing. It was actually one of my favorite matches of the entire year, and no, I think it was a very underrated match. You know, no, Adam, uh, that, that but, yeah. crowd – that Orlando crowd loved Adam Cole. Um, you know, it's, it was like Brett in Canada because Orlando Adam Cole is like that Orlando crowd's like hero. And, and he had he had an NXT takeover match with him too. They're coming out in, awesome. in a Halo outfit. Yeah, that was yeah. that was dumb. That that outfit did not look good. But we're just not going to talk. The about The outfit that was awful, much. but you know, yeah. But I, I just want to say I hope he has a lot of matches. I want to see him going on the kind of run that he has a different match with a different person every week. But I also want to see him actually have feuds. Again, I yeah. definitely want to see him versus uh, MJF later in the year or something. Mm-hmm. I want to see that happening. Um, I want, yes, Darren Walker, exactly. What did Darren say? Darren Walker, five pounds. Said if Coley's put strong, could do him versus MJF later this year. They're both great talkers, so Absolutely. that actually could headline a pay per view. That think. would be a good feud, I think. I, yeah, and yeah, also I, I want to see a rematch Cole against Brian. Like, I want to see, yeah. I don't know. I just that I definitely want to see him being able to f- show his potential in the ring again because we all know how good he can be, and in AW he still haven't fully got to that, you know, mm. besides the Revolution match. So I don't know, but I am very curious to see him as a babyface. Then I want to see how long it's gonna last 
because his character is such a natural heel, even though he's such a natural babyface person in real life. So I, I'm, I'm just happy to have him back. Honestly, whatever direction they take with him, I'm just happy that he's back and he's healthy because no one knew how bad the injury was. I guess so. Mm-hmm. It was very. I everyone's kind of shocked. I know I was very shocked and terrified when I find out it was that bad. So just to have him back is already amazing. But even though he didn't really say anything in the interview, it was yeah. I just you know him and Renee can be bad. So yeah, man. Like he was, you know, it's nice to hear of him, and we're happy to hear him back, and you know, and hear from him, and you know, he's gonna be back in the ring soon. But you know, Tony. Keep it moving, mate. You know, let's let's get some cooking. We want to see, what's his first few is gonna be, man. You know, because uh, Austin, I don't, I don't think anyone's got any like real guesses as who it will be. You know, um, but you know, I'm sure, I'm sure we'll figure it out. Uh, okay. Next up, we had a MJF in ring promo. Um, he makes his entrance before the break, and I don't know if you guys saw it. I don't know if you watched the fight feed at all or whatever you guys do. But um, when he cuts a break, MJF continues his, his entrance, and he walks all the way around the ring, and he's harassing the fans. He's snatching phones. He's throwing drinks in faces. He's, you know, he's verbally abusing them. He's, you know, he's healing it up. He's just walking around, kind of just popping himself, you know. Uh, gets in the ring, grabs the mic. Uh, <laughs> dunks on Texas and their abortion laws, drops a few F-bombs. And, uh, yeah, man, he's just healing it up, getting some heat going before uh, before he gets on TV. And it worked. He cuts his promo on Brian Danielson, and he's talking, and he's talking, and he's talking, and he's talking. <laughs> and, you know, it, it wasn't... It was, um, it was a good promo. Yeah, it's not like he was doing. He wasn't really doing like he wasn't doing like his corny shtick and stuff like that. You know what I mean? But he, he was he was talking and talking and talking. But he was getting good heat. You know, the, yeah. the crowd were they, they were booing the absolute fuck out of him. He was getting. They were cursing heat. him out in Spanish. Yeah, man. Um, <laughs> and then you know he, he's he's slandering Brian. He's saying this and uh, he says that he's got someone that can co-sign this uh, Brian Danielson slander. And out comes the fallen angel, Christopher Daniels. You know, MJF is expecting him to, uh, you know, berate Brian Danielson and, you know, put MJF over. And before Christopher Daniels goes to speak, he thought he pulls out this envelope full of cash. And he's like, MJF paid me to say some horrible things about Brian Danielson, but I'm not going to do it. And then he starts putting over Brian Danielson. He says that Brian Danielson is going to put MJF's dick in the dirt. That's a direct quote. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, man, he gets it. He gets in. Uh, MJF decides to get in Daniel's face. Daniel slaps him. And then MJF hits him with a low blow and gets him on. Gets him in the sort of the earth armbar. Then he gets about five seconds of heat before Brian Danielson runs out and makes a save. And uh, you know that was a segment, and it was a uh, you know uh, I I liked it. Like Alright, so this is what I think it's like you know. I made a point of referencing that they only let MJF get like five seconds of heat, bro. It's like if you're gonna do all that and you're gonna build a segment to the point mm-hmm. where MJF is gonna attack this old veteran Christopher Daniels, you know what I mean? Let him fucking get some heat on him, bro. Like actual heat, not just a quick low blow, sort of the earth arm bar that he holds on for three seconds. Brian Danielson comes out, makes a save. What does oh, like, that really like do for MJF? 
Do you know what I mean? So you're um, saying he should have like really destroyed him? Yeah, he should have fucking broke his arm, bro. Like he should have fucking mm. like, do something. Like you know, show me some color. Do some like get some real heat on this old beloved baby mm. face that is just sticking up for his friend. Like MJF should have like just you know should have disgusted me. But like I said, even if it was just the armbar, like he had it on for like four seconds, bro. Like, mm. <laughs> low blow, armbar, Brian Danielson's music hit. It's like, let things what? breathe. Let people get what they need to get out of the segment. I, w- I will say, uh, when when Daniels slapped him, I did, like, I don't know what it is, because, like, he, like, Daniels still wrestles, but, like, I did kind of, like, fear for him. Like, he was, like, really in danger. Like, Max was going to, like, do something really bad for him, you know, bad to him. Like, I was like, oh, my God, get out the ring, get out the ring, and... Uh, yeah, I mean, he put the arm bar and then Danielson ran off. That that was a bit kind of abrupt, but um, mm-hmm. the actual content of the promo I, I did like because I the, the whole framing here is look, Daniels is used as, as a someone from Danielson's past to frame and contextualize what Danielson represents in this storyline and in this feud. You know, being the pro wrestler who loves wrestling, yeah, he's, better than, he's better than Max, and he's going to beat him for the title because he's better than Max and all that type of stuff. So. Mm. Yeah, I, 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 I personally liked this, and uh, I thought, like, uh, from a story-building thing, this was, like, the best thing on the show, so. I, what I'll say about the segment is I, I really, I thought it was a good segment. I think if it was in a more lively crowd, I think it would be a great segment, because I think Chris Daniels, that it didn't have the effect it could have had, because I don't think the crowd was as into it as I expected. Um, I really liked the MGF promo last week. And I have liked the MJF promo lately. I know some people haven't, but I really like MJF. I think MJF's the best heel in wrestling. I'm a really big fan of MJF. And um, I, I, I I, wanted this to be better than it was. And I think that if it had a better crowd, it would have been more effective. But I, I think that the people saying MJF's bad, I think that's a little too harsh. But, um, yeah, I, 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 I'm ready for an MJF Danielson, like, if we get that next two weeks, like one of the ones with like a guy in between them, like not to make like a like a dorky fed promo, but I like like a face to face back and forth promo. So I, I'd like to see that. I yeah, think yeah me too. Really tremendous. Yeah, we definitely need to do it. I think it's going to do it and I think he's going to do it. And I, uh, I'm looking forward to it, actually, like seeing Danielson and him go back and forth again. They did the first promo a while ago, like in yes. early January when, when, when no, Max. No, it was in. Um, it was after the match in Seattle. It was in Danielson's hometown on the fourth. Yeah, it was, it was. It was in Seattle after he faced Tony Nice, and uh, MJF called him brain damaged Brian. <laughs> um, that's, that's, that's funny. funny. <laughs> well, if it isn't brain damaged Brian, uh, but yeah, um, you know, I, I thought this was good. Uh, I, I think the story's chugging along pretty well. Uh, yeah. You know? Yeah, I thought I thought the content of what they were going for was I thought it was fine, but like I said, I thought the execution in terms of actually getting MJF his heat out of the segment they just didn't execute. It's like MJF did, like he got all that heat by just kind of being MJF at the start of the promo and that he saw, but what did he actually like leave the segment with? Do you know what I mean? And it's like from Brian's perspective, it's like how does he get Brian over more as a baby face? So even though mm. the content of the segment was fine. I think the execution lacked, and that in um in result led to a segment that I don't really feel heated up the pay per view match anymore. So, um, Monty, yeah. what did you think of the um the MJF promo from last week? I'm curious on that. 
The uh, that was the like, the, the live the live promo. Yeah, was that that one? Yeah. I mean, it's too. It's like my thing with MJF is that he's so like wink wink, you know. And it's like even when he locks in, sometimes he'll say he'll make like he'll make some like uh, you know like some just he'll he'll throw in like the shit along like the whole like live thing and the whole like gesture and shit that he did. It's just like come on, bro, you know? Because it's like when he locks in and he's a bit more grounded and serious about himself, I think he's like brilliant, you know. And we got a lot of that during the uh, CM Punk feud. When sometimes he shows glimpses of it, like he did in that promo, and sometimes he'll just do some little, like almost childish thing. Do you know what I mean? He can just be a bit childish. Do you know what I mean? And I guess that's part of his immature, dickhead character. Do you know what I mean? But yeah. like, yeah, I, for me I personally, I just, like I just like kind of roll my eyes at it quite a lot. So I just like his shtick, and he cra- and the funny thing is, I I think he's funny, and he's I kind of like, like I think he's really I think funny. Is a, mm-hmm. I, I like my. I like a heel to be funny, honestly. Like him being like a badass and a sadistic person at the same time. Like you know, he's like he's not a guy you want to fuck with. But I think that him being like a little funny and like some of the stuff being a little tongue in cheek, I like that. I think it's good. Um, I, I really liked the MJF promo last week because you know, I, at first I was like, "What the fuck is this guy saying?" And then he actually said like the the punchline at the end. I was like, and I was dying yeah. laughing. I like I, I couldn't stop laughing at how funny it was. Um, but uh. You know, I liked it, but I, I, I just think MJF and Danielson's going to be good. I really think it's going to be a good. Yeah. Of course, it's going to be yeah. good. Of course, it's going to be good. Sixty minutes of the Dragon Wrestling, and mm-hmm. you know, MJF has definitely got himself a very, very nice uh, in-ring reputation now. You know, I think oh, people, I think everyone has kind of accepted it will be a good match. It's just like because Danielson's pacing is so expert. It's like you know, sixty. We're going to say Anna. Uh, I was going to say that I still feel that MJF is underrated in the ring. So he I think this is a, yeah, he's, I feel like he's very underrated in the ring because he is known as the character guy, the promo guy. Uh, the people forget that he's actually a beast in the ring, you know. Um, so I yeah. think this is a good match to actually kick off, officially kick off and start his title reign because it's going to show people, okay, he can actually wrestle. He's a, a good person to be champion in ring as well. Is a one hour match against one of the best of all time. So, you know. Um, I just hope they don't stick too much to the whole fuckery that comes with MJF's character. Mm. It's one hour. I'm just really worried they're going to feel just, I don't know, 20 minutes just MJF kind of fucking around and not wanting to wrestle and stuff like that. You know, I just actually want to see them go uh, because that's going to happen. Yeah, I, I really, I really hope so because I think it can be an amazing match. We know that Brian no, I, can do amazing one-hour matches that feel like they're really fast, like 10 minutes, like uh, like he had with Hangman, for example. It was one hour, it didn't even feel like it. It was incredible. Mm. So we know yeah, he can I, do that. I, I like him, JF. Look, I like him, JF. And I do feel <laughs> the fact that I haven't been really able to watch Dynamite in the past weeks when everyone's been hating on him maybe helps the fact that I like him because I haven't really been seeing all the promos and everything. But I, mm-hmm. I still want to know. I'm very curious. Because the thing is, he just wants to make people hate him. Because he was doing his good promos and still being a full-on heel. But people were cheering him, were, like, uh, were liking him. So I just think, was it a conscious decision to start making bad promos? Because it's factual. If you compare his promos now to the promos before, to the promos that we know he can do, he can, uh, he can have, it's not that good. 
but is it like a conscious decision? I don't know what's happening there, but I just think the match is going to be amazing. And I just hope the next field is maybe a little bit more interesting because mm -hmm. even though we got all the Brian matches, which were amazing because of the field, I'm, I don't know if the field itself, like MJF versus Brian is really... Clicking. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like clicking is the best word. But I do like them both, and the match is going to be good no matter what. So, yeah. Hmm. It's a, it's an interesting one with MJF. He's a, he's a hard one. He, this run since he's been on, since he's been back, has been kind of hard to, like, figure out, you know? Because that's what we like to do is, like, you know, nerds, you know? I guess if you... I guess normal people just kind of just watch it and just accept things for what they are, you know? But, like, every time we see something because of, you know, doing the podcast and the Twitter and everything else, it's like... We kind of like have a take on pretty much everything. So, so when we break down MJF, it's kind of, you know, it's an interesting conversation too. I think everyone's kind of got a slightly different opinion on it as well. So, mm -hmm. I don't know what is cooking, particularly right now. I don't know, man. <clears throat> MJF, uh, Mousefan 84, 199. MJF off camera promo on Fight Was Wild. Yeah, it was, man. He was just getting his shit off, healing it up, dropping F bombs, abortion, no. wars, all that shit, you know. Um, Okay, this one's been sitting here for a minute. There's a few more as well. Zetopia Productions, what are your five favourite Brian matches? Mine are Cena, Brock, Omega, WrestleMania 30, main event, and Kofi. Um, that is hard. Then he's got a few more, and he's got a few more runners up as well. But, um, oh, bro, I think it's I got nice, Brian. Um, fuck. I don't know, man. That's a tough he, one. Yeah, it's tough because he's like his catalog is so fucking deep. Crazy. It, it, it's ridiculous. Like it's it's actually ridiculous. Like, okay, he has like five, he has he has like ten matches that are incredible in each run he's he's been in. You know, yeah. what I mean? Mine, Daniel, so Zatopia, your list is good. I can't. I I just can't put it together. <laughs> I can't do it. Right, so Brian Danielson has 157 matches on Cage Match that are rated an 8 or higher. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ! Jeez. He really yeah, is 157? It's rated an 8 or higher, and he has 42 that are rated a 9 or higher. <laughs> Re, 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 give me some of the give me some of the nines that they have on there. Some of them, or just random ones. Uh, whatever, Daniel whatever ones are. Danielson versus Al Generico, PWG, two thousand seven. <laughs> Chris Hero, two thousand eight. AJ Styles, two thousand three. Uh, the first ever Ring of Honor show, American Dragon, Christopher Daniels, Loki. Yeah. Um, Danielson versus Homicide, oh six. Yeah. Um, Danielson versus Rouge from last week. <laughs> oh, that match is awesome. Uh, Danielson versus Kofi Kingston. Uh, that match is yeah. fantastic. It made me cry when I rewatched it. That's yeah. definitely my top five of Brian matches. <clears throat> it, it, it's tremendous. Yeah. Four, four of Brian Danielson's top ten matches on Cage Match are with mm -hmm. Nigel McGuinness. <laughs> 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 or they just go out there and they decide, like, let's just give each other brain damage for the rest of our life. <laughs> Fucking Nig beast, bro. Those beast. matches, are the, those matches are the reason why Nigel McGuinness is a commentator. Bro, some real graps, you know. <laughs> some real. I feel like you, it would be hard to choose a uh, Brian's top five <laughs> matches just by company. So trying to choose his entire career is just impossible. Is he, that's impossible. what I'm saying. 
<laughs> I, I don't even know what my five favorite AEW Danielson matches are. I can't. I couldn't even do that. I forget something. It's like the Kenny match is like number one, but like I, I don't even know what's after. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you've got like Suzuki, like oh, that was special. Both hang, Hangman, yeah. Eddie yeah. Kingston. That's even from twenty. That's from Suzuki. The Rush match, Bandito. It's just been going off. Anarchy in the ring. Yeah. One God. Bro, remember when he kicked the teeth out of Colt Cabana? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, oh, right. Ibu doesn't know mention Colt Cabana, so move on. Oh, grow up. They're all going to be friends again, you know? Um, That's not even what that was. I just, you know, I just didn't remember it because I don't, I don't know who that is. Anyway, okay. That's not, how I do that. that's not how I do that noise. That's not how I do that noise, actually. Don't do the noise. Don't, don't, don't. Do, do not. not. Uh, anyway, Dynamite, Dynamite review. Back no. to it. There was a Guns promo, which was, you know, sweet. Uh, moving on. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> but I didn't really say anything. Like, I'm not even trying to be dismissive. They said that Revolution, Revolution's going to be the gun show. You know, they're going to defend the titles on the pay-per-view. You know, it was just a promo. Uh if but anything, yeah. I think that actually should have been given. Like, regardless of what you think of the guns, like, I'm not here saying that they're amazing or anything, but like, they just won the tag bouts, bro. Like, why are you just giving them like a fucking ten second promo? Um, right. So yeah. Anyway, uh, next up, then we had Jungle Boy Jack Perry versus Brian Cage, uh, and then you know this was you know this was whatever. Jungle Boy got the win. I don't think any of us have got too much to say about it. The first one. Uh, the, only, um, the only comment I, the only comment I have to say about this is, um, people beating Brian Cage on TV is not going to mean anything or be effective if all Brian Cage does on TV is lose to people that yeah, you're he pushing. Needs, he needs to win a TV you, match. You have to balance it out with TV wins so that it's like, oh shit, they beat Brian Cage, like wow, yeah. you know. But if, if, if all he comes out to do is do jobs, and it's like, well, yeah, everybody beats Brian Cage. It doesn't mean anything. Yeah, and okay. don't don't try to do that shit that fucking Excalibur or Tony Schiavone tried to pull last night with Brian Cage, bro. So when when he's coming to the ring, do not try to tell me that he's got one of the best records in AEW this year. Oh, those do not fool me and um, <laughs> do not hoodwink me with fucking dark stat padding records. When the last three times we've seen him on TV, he's just been eating pins, and that's all that a majority of the audience seem to. Okay, let's get to the most important thing of the show. Christian Cage back. Can you can you can you sing me the Christian theme, Murph? Christian's never had a bad theme. Christian's had yes, never had a bad thinking. theme. Uh, uh, if you just close your eyes, that's an, I don't know if that's the name, there's but that's the one girl, of my favorite wrestling team. Yeah, the girl version, the there's the girl version and the man version. There's both. That's like <laughs> he's a beast, bro. But yeah, man, Christian yeah. Cage. He came, he came back after the match. I love he attacked Christian. Jungle Boy. He surprised him. He came out with his arm all wrapped up and shit. And then you know, Jungle Boy tried to approach him and he hit him with the mist. Hit him with uh, hit him with the pepper. Hit him with the pepper spray. And then he pulled off the cast and shit off his arm. His arm. Oh my god, I, I do remember Christian's at last theme. It's the one he used. Right? It was like Christian, Christian, Christian. 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 
Wait, do you remember the, 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 the turnaround that he would do on the entrance way? He'd be facing yes. the entrance, right, with his arms up, and yeah. he'd like he'd like abruptly turn, like, whoa! <laughs> yeah. <start> <laughs> He's a beast. Oh, I wish he wore the jackets more. He's only worn a jacket once in AEW. I wish Christian wore, wore the jacket more. Yeah, the ja- he needs to do the jacket and the chest taps and then have his, his hand on his forehead like he's peering <clears throat> out the crowd and shit. Yeah, yeah man. But, uh, we, we love Christian, of course. We, uh, we, let's flow through this tournament review, man. Fuck. We're a big, um, we're a big okay. Christian. Christian. Christian Cage back. Good. Does anyone else have anything else to say about <laughs> Christian Cage returning? You know? Christian, good. Well, I... Yeah, I just want to finally see the fucking match between him and Jungle Boy. It's been so yeah. long. God damn it. Revolution, hopefully. Hopefully, hopefully. Uh, sooner rather than later, you know. Uh, okay, next up, a client promo with Billy Gunn. They announced that they're going to be challenging for the tag team titles at Revolution. And it's also announced that um, it's going to be a four-way, basically. So you've got the Acclaims, you've got the Guns, then there's going to be a Casino Battle Royale and some other form of battle royale to figure out the other two. They did, they did um, the same thing last year, and I liked it. So <laughs> I, I like the precedent. Yeah, man, they got enough, they've got enough good teams, too. You know, you can just yeah. plug into, you know, FTR's probably going to be one of them. Then, Obviously, you know, it's, it's, yeah. it's going to be very easy for them to plug in another team that people want to see. So. AW always goes off when they have uh, tag matches with more than two teams. Yeah. Sure. Especially in paper. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Like, like jungle, like remember the Revolution three way tag match? How good that was! Jungle, yeah, that was Jurassic amazing. Express versus Young Bucks. Oh my! And uh, yeah. Kyler Riley and Bobby. That's, oh my god, that yeah. match was so awesome. That was that was really good. <clears throat> yeah, man, good stuff. Okay, so next, go ahead, Matt. Just go ahead. Yeah, bro. You're really trying to waffle, bro. Shut the fuck up. Anyway, um. <laughs> <laughs> backstage, backstage, backstage promo. The elite top flight. You know they're they're uh you know they're going back and forth. And that's what we're gonna get another match. Nothing but, better. The, um, the elite have basketballs. Just nothing. Halfway, <laughs> halfway through this promo, the house hey, of Bla- flashed onto the screen. Like, but it was so quick. Like, literally ninety percent of people didn't even like, it was see. An issue. Yeah, people didn't even see who it was. Like, it wasn't like the um. You know, like how like the like the Bray logo would flash up, on mm. but it, like you'd get like a good half a second, so you could like tell what does, it was. Like this was so Bray, quick. I don't watch the WWE shows, but like, does Bray have like the ding 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 stop? Like, does he have that again? Like the the old one? Like, nah, you know what I'm talking no, about? no, 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 no. But, yeah, I know what you mean. But, but, the end but, of his promos where it goes all fucking distorted. Stop! Like, yeah, <laughs> like just, yeah. <laughs> like prayer, prayer, stop! Yeah. Okay, no, so it looks oh. like we're getting House of Black versus the Elite, and we're also obviously getting a remix of you know. Uh, I just seen Kenny Omega to stun Kenny Omega Jr. on the other side. Kenny I've seen Omega. Kenny Omega to assert his dominance <clears throat> on his Australian um, friend. You know, now this is this is this is the sort of shit we want to see uh, the Elite doing in the, with the trios. But it's really House of Black has always been a name that people have thrown out there for the. I don't elite know how play. you book that match though. Like that's such a weird. I don't know. Like who's gonna win? I th- I want the Elite to win that match, but I feel like the House of Black should. Like that's a hard one for me. Uh, I just oh, find it very weird that they start building this match two weeks away from the pay per view. Like, this is what Tony does. Listen, it's what Tony does. No, they could have done it earlier though, because the House of Black was like kind of stuck in the field without the Kings. I assume. I mean, I assume it, it wasn't. For... 
I, I don't know. Like, uh, I think I assume one's for his visa. I think the visa issues may yeah. have killed the hurt the build for the House of Black match. That's just my hunch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But they, they, could have done, they could have done that because they just put the House of Black in the whole star, uh, story with Eddie Kingston, and then that I guess is just over now. And now they have two weeks it's to really a paper room match against Daily. So it's kind of weird because the Unbox were there. They couldn't be having like uh, matches with the House of Black. The House of Black could be interfering. They could have been doing something. Mm-hmm. This feels very weird to no, me. No, but it's I will say. It's an amazing match, but it's just. It I will weird. say, and one of the comments is saying it the House of Black lore can get really bad. So I think just like having the isolated feud and just having a great match. That might be a blessing in disguise because I'm not really like I don't want them to kidnap Brandon Cutler or some shit. I can't lie, I can't <laughs> lie to you, Monty. Because of how wacky the elite are, I actually think they of all people would have totally been fit with the lore, and I kind of wanted to see that. Like I, to be honest, mm-hmm. like yes, House of Black lore is kind of like you know whatever. Like the Death Triangle build was bad, but like I don't know. I really actually wanted to see like. Kenny Omega and the Bucks in stupid, spooky situations and see what happens. Because they're such goofballs that, like, they're the rare people, because like, they're the opposite of Eddie Kingston. They're the real, rare people where, like, if the lights went out or something, like, Kenny would be like, oh, what's going on? Like, I, it could have been it could have been fun, but that's not what we're doing. So. Okay. Yeah. Uh, like I said, House of Black uh, versus the Elite is looking like the Revolution match, so I'm sure a lot of people will be very happy about that. Um, okay. <laughs> Look at this shit, bro. Parker's long last child, one ninety nine. Excuse me <laughs> if you are seeing my father. I'm last. Listen, yeah, Parker, bro. Tuesday. He came on Dumb Guy Live too. Parker. Parker has a long lost African child that he has, so we don't know how. <laughs> hmm. Interesting. Anyway, heart um, like, editing, one ninety nine. Steelers suck. Tight that mouth. No, they um, don't. No, um, they don't. The standard is okay. the standard. Going to fly through these last few things here before we get to the main event because I know people have got hot takes for that main event. Um, Hangman <laughs> versus Keep Sabian. Who could possibly care? Um, Hangman won. <laughs> and then and then after the match is when we actually got to the, uh, you know, Monty's the actual crazy. meet. Of the, um, bro. <laughs> <laughs> He's so fucking crazy. Just, no, you know, Tomasi, uh, you know what? I know you're like tired as fuck. Your face is getting kind of red. It's 2 a.m. <laughs> it's 2 a.m., bro. Fucking, you know what I mean? It's, it's well, well, we, sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Ibu. Did you want to talk for 10 minutes about Keep Saving versus I, I Hangman had, Adam Page? I had a two page soliloquy about Hangman. Page. Well, no one wants to hear it anyway. Hangman and Mux, you know, they kind of had a confrontation. Mux and Wheeler and Claudio, they came to the ring and. You know, they went back and forth, and we're getting the Texas death match at Revolution. Monty, 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 isn't there something else you wanted to talk about in this segment, though? No, not really. <laughs> what's, the, what's the point, you know? Uh, you know, they're getting each other's face, and the Dark Order come out, and he oh, goes right at the front, looking just, yeah. It's been a, yeah. <laughs> it didn't look great. It didn't look great. It didn't look great, you know? Uh, but the button on that blazer was hanging on for dear life. Yeah, it just—it wasn't great, man. Um, you know, Uno gets in Mox's face and he slaps Moxley. And next week we're getting Moxley versus Uno. I don't know who asked for this. I don't know what this does for anyone, but you know, we're getting it. Um, right then, we got a Stokely promo. He was hilarious as usual. 
Um, on his hat. He was, he was, yeah, he was in the whole Black Panther fit. Um, we <laughs> love Stokely. Everyone loves Stokely. I like to think. And then, okay, let's get to the meat. Let's get to the meat at the end of this review. Right, the main event is Ruby Soho versus Tony Storm versus Britt Baker. Okay. <laughs> Anna, <laughs> say something. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'll never forgive Saraya because she's so bad that I'm actually not even that mad at Britt Baker anymore. Oh my God. Oh it's, my God. it's after that spot, like the fart spot. That was just beyond <laughs> anything. <laughs> I I I don't I don't have words for that. Like that was so bad it got me speechless. You know, I I have no idea how that idea came up, and how producers Tony Khan, the wrestlers, how everyone because. Let's go! Let's You're gonna go. get a copyright strike. <laughs> thirty seconds, bro. Thirty second roll. Thirty second roll. Thirty second roll. Oh man. Uh, the thing is, like, she's still awful in the ring. You know, like, I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. I still don't like to watch her <laughs> wrestle. But <laughs> in comparison to the outside of the ring stuff, you know, is <laughs> I will never forgive Saraya for that. It, she actually, you know, changed my target. But oh my god, I just when I see spots like that, I just I just think okay, someone has to come up with that idea, and then yeah. the wrestlers have to accept, and then they have to go to producers, and then the producers have to accept, and then they have to go to the booker, and then the booker has to accept, they have to go to Tony Khan, Tony Khan has to accept. It's like a whole fucking process. I don't think and AEW no is one, that structured though. That's I don't know, but like <laughs> people, uh, people have to listen to it, and yeah. there's no one, literally no one, who stopped them and said like, no, this shit is that's what the fuck are you doing? Like no one thought that was a bad idea. Someone literally had to go out and make the green mist someone had to go buy that like and no one in the the single line of process no one thought like oh maybe this isn't such a good idea like how you, you know what makes it funny was, anna you know what makes was... it funny so the idea was that the, they're going to spray paint an l on her butt and that when she when she hip attacks brit the l will come on her that's what they thought was going to happen but that's not how spray paint works it doesn't transfer like it doesn't transfer like on the people. Even you know? if they did the L thing, that would have still been bad. That would, I mean, what came out was much worse, you know. Because why did they choose the green pen? <laughs> like, oh god, I I don't know. It was just so bad, and it, for me, it's very sad to see because mm -hmm. they have uh, Jamie as champion, and she's having undoubtedly one of the best title rings uh, from the women's division that they ever had. Uh, and it's just at the beginning of her title reign. She already had been having amazing matches. Uh, definitely one of the best uh, title reigns for women in the United States in terms of matches, for sure. Absolutely. By, by far in years. And that's all being sidetracked for this feud that it started off like everyone was excited about it. You know, actually a storyline for the women's. The women were actually like doing well. We were excited to see the women's division in AEW. And it just went downhill so fast. And it just keeps getting worse. And it's just, you know, it just makes me very, very sad to watch as a fan of women's wrestling. It just makes me like very disappointed because if we, we, everyone had the feeling, oh, we're getting to somewhere, someplace nice. Like things are actually starting to move up and change. Uh, I, I don't know what's happening right now. They're really <laughs> lost with it. I lost all my interest 
in this storyline i lost all my interest in the situation and they're really i feel bad for tony i feel bad for jamie i just i just want them to be done or they, right. to find a way to make this you better because bad when for the story tony, is... you, don't, you feel better for jamie is there one more person you feel bad for <laughs> not really no. I, I feel bad for, uh, no I, I i'll add the extra person i do feel bad for rebel you know and so yeah. <laughs> I do. I you do. know i i just when this story started i thought oh that's like a good way they can lead to a maybe a blood and guts for the women or something like related you know a uh, stipulation match for the two groups of women that would be very fun they can do something like that now i just lost all interest i'm not gonna lie <laughs> i do not i care. thought we'd be i thought mercedes would be a part of this feud let's be i'm gonna be honest yeah that's <laughs> also something that really affected you know how everyone saw it because everyone thought oh the mystery partner thing like uh, i don't know i i wasn't one of the people who thought of that's gonna be mercedes i just think a lot of people... nasty so nasty yeah. on how tony sat on that interview and was like yeah there's gonna be big things in 2023 it was like nasty <laughs> that like is gonna come out and then it's just and then some people said, oh, it's definitely going to happen. And then that Steven guy who, like, missed, like, five times in a month that is 100% happening. And then – Oh, you know, my God. Steve, Steve Mulhausen, who, 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 who said who said Mercedes has signed a full-time contract with All Elite Wrestling and will be the mystery part. <laughs> and then <laughs> the Saudi thing. And then he fucked up the Saudi thing. Yeah, and then he, said, then he said Saudi bought WWE. It was wrong on both things in, like, a two-day no, span. But I remember I was just sitting on my couch. And I remember vividly, my brother was not home. I don't know what he was doing. And he sent me a text. How was the Monet debut? And I was like, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, didn't happen. Uh, heart editing 499. Masai is thanking the Lord above that she didn't sign with AEW to be part of fart. Part of team fart. Hashtag fart editing. That's, <laughs> That's crazy. Breathe with 499. No. Uh, y'all can answer this later. When do we throw in the towel on page? I know. Yeah. Yeah, I think people already have, to be honest. It's, uh, it's very tough. Yeah. It's very, 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 very tough. I thought we were uh, going to get at least RKJ out of this. I was like, you can get Ricky Knight Jr., you know, a nice... Monty, nice Monty, it's, it's funny with you because with both Soraya and Ronda, they're two people that, like, you tried to pop for at first and you're like, yeah, they're, they're the big stars, yeah. You know, the big stars. And then, like, with both of them, like, you're just like, nah, they're, they're cooked now. No, after the return match, I already gave up. But it got uh, Lamora $5. I really don't understand Tico's testing women wrestlers. I have no clue what he sees in some of the women he showcases and hires, like the like the coach. Is he talking about Madison Rain? Must be. Um, uh, what's, are, we do, are we slandering Madison Rain? I, no, I because I'm trying to move through. Uh, yeah, more but... DMD music, please, Murph. Darren Walker, £2. <laughs> don't. We can play the first, like. That's enough. I'm not to That's 30 enough. seconds yet. We're about like 10 seconds in. We're good. We're good. Um, Dan Walker again, five pounds. If Kip needs to be on TV, have him sit in the crowd with a bag over his head and let his talented wife rest. Agree. Ford is so underrated. Agree. That's very spiteful, but you know, fair. Um, Agree. Yeah, just let Penelope wrestle. Mr. Hank, uh, £1.99. Kota she wants a match with Roman Reigns. Well, yes, that, no, that, that quote... We were inspired, yes. No, I know, but bro, come on. Uh, anyway, um, <laughs> he's kind of just waffling. Yeah, he's bro, he's just talking, and like you know, uh, yeah, all, all respect and love to Dark Pure Flosion, great account, very nice guy, you know. But you know, <laughs> he could could just be talking, bro. You know, <laughs> like, uh, yeah. So that that was dynamite. We're on the way to revolution. We're two weeks out. Women are doing wrestle crap. 
you know. Uh, Here we go. You know, uh, not not the most exciting of builds so far. Hopefully, they pick up some steam. Um, yeah. Anyway, moving on. Let's talk about the Fed a little bit. We got Elimination Chamber in Montreal this weekend. Obviously, the big, yeah. big, big, big match. One of the biggest matches WWE will probably do this year. That's not on WrestleMania. Is um, Sami Zayn versus Roman Reigns for the Universal WWE Unified Undisputed World's Heavyweight <laughs> whatever the fuck um, Championship. Uh, obviously, Sami's hometown, Montreal. Uh, it's going to be like the heat in the building is going to be like fucking something we've probably not seen in a while in WWE. To be quite frank, um, you know. Uh, there's a lot of factors at play with the storyline and stuff like that, even though the result is kind of predictable, you know. You never know, but, you know, I think I don't think many people are kind of uh, expecting Sammy to walk walk away with the belt. Um, but what do we think is actually going to happen? Like, what's the big angle? You know, uh, what are people looking forward to? Is Murph wearing a, a Roman Reigns shirt? Bro, he's changed like three times. Let him do shit. You know? <laughs> Sammy Zayn. Sami Zayn yeah. is probably coming back to his old theme song. He's going to have a tremendous match with Roman Reigns. Let's gonna go! The, he's going to have... This is going to be one of the heat, most heated matches in recent memory for the company. Like, I think the crowd is probably going to be, like, ridiculous in Montreal. Uh, Roman's going to win. I think Jay plays a part in it. I think, mm-hmm. I think the show ends with Kevin Owens and, Ro- and Sami Zayn finally, finally having their reunion, the thing that's been set up and teased since August. Uh, so they, they will finally realize that they are friends again. They will have their big hug, and people in Montreal so will probably cry. Uh, and I'm looking, I'm looking forward to this. I'm, 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 I'm genuinely looking forward to this. I think from a wrestling standpoint, this is going to be a much better uh, show than the Royal Rumble because you got two chambers. One of them should be very good from an in-ring standpoint. The other one, Oscar, is probably going to kill everybody. You got the Brock and Bobby match, and look, yeah, Brock match is, you know, it's going to be a, a cool. Sprint running with- down the whole card. Yeah, I'm just Roman like, Reigns and Sami Zayn. I told you, Roman's gonna win. I'm, I'm, I'm putting all my stuff away so I can, I can leave it alone. Yeah. Jesus, Roman's gonna win, you asshole. Okay, you know, all right. It's all we need. started talking. Like, we'll get to him. You know, Anna. Um, I know you're not the biggest. You're not the biggest WWE fan, but this Sami Zayn Roman Reigns story is kind of like. Like, yeah, a lot of people in. So, like, are you looking forward to this match? Will you be watching? What do you think is going to happen? Etc. Yeah. Etc. Yeah. No, absolutely. <laughs> like, you guys know, I've been really, really busy. So, for me, even uh, Dynamite, which is something that I, I do enjoy watching uh, all the, the entire show, I've not been able to watch anything. I'm not being really able to watch Stardom. So, even the things that I love, I'm not having the time to fully watch. I just have to pick and choose everything that I watch. And one of the things that I am picking and choosing are like all the Bloodline promos. And mm-hmm. the stuff with the storylines because I love Sami Zayn, he's one of my favorites, yeah. and Kevin as well. And Roman is really like an amazing champion at this point. Yeah. So the whole bloodline storyline was definitely something that pulled me in, and it was <laughs> it got me very surprised because I didn't expect to be this into the WWE storyline. But I think everyone can agree it's amazingly well done. It's, it's really and good. what I think is gonna yeah, what I think is gonna happen. Of course, I think Jay because the path is clear. Like Cody's getting the titles at WrestleMania. Sammy and Kevin are taking the titles from the Oozles, so Jay's gonna do some fuckery. But I think it's, it would be nice if they have to show that Sammy 
was gonna beat Roman. You know, the the fuckery has to be at that point. Like the count is gonna be three because they have to show like Sammy has the potential. Mm, he was the gonna visual beat Roman, thing. and yeah, yeah, just for the the pop and everything. Uh, and Jay has to do the the betrayal and everything. I feel like the path is very clear, but I don't feel like it just like I, I feel like I've said this before. Not just because something is clear means that it's bad. You don't. I I'm afraid that Triple H will try to do something else just to surprise people. You know, but this is literally what they've been building for months. Just let it happen. We all know what's going to happen and it's going to be good because, you know, if you're building for something and you're actually doing a good build, then we should, we're, we're, we're supposed to know what's going to happen. I feel yeah. like that's very basic storytelling. You know, it's not a bad thing that we know what's going to happen. So uh, the thing I'm actually the most afraid is that they're going to try to do something crazy to surprise us and it's just going to fuck up everything. Because this story is very clear for me, and I feel like it's a it's a good way to move things along, you know. But yeah, I'm just gonna I'm just excited. The crowd is gonna be insane. We're gonna have finally the same having hug. Everybody's gonna cry. It's gonna be amazing. Yeah, I'm excited. Muff, we know um, you're uh, you're the big Roman stan, but great. It's not a different level. Mode. Mode. Um. Mode. <laughs> Mode. <laughs> um. Uh, Ibu's gonna yell at me for this and like start like saying some crazy shit about it. Um, at this point, the Sami Zayn things kind of gotten to the point where they, I think they have to do the triple threat at Mania. Like, oh my god, they have to do it. Here we go. They they have to do the triple threat. I mean, yeah. just like Sami and Cody interacting. Oh, like, Monty, got, that good. Monty got back pain from that. <laughs> They're gonna do it, and they gotta do it. They have to do it. Monty felt that in his spine. Bro. Right, man. He made a face like. Ugh. <clears throat> yeah. Anyway, uh, they have to do it. The Royal Women's Title Number One Contendership oh. Elimination Chamber Match. Just I a quick, geez, just a quick I didn't know prediction for that. I didn't hear yeah. Quick for prediction. One. So, for those of you who don't know, math. Uh, Natalia, Asuka, Nikki Cross, Carmella, Liv Morgan, Raquel Rodriguez. Math. Pick a name. That's brutal. Um, Winner uh, beats Oscar, faces Bianca. Oscar's the only good wrestler. Uh, the only That's the only wrestler I like in there. So I mean, Oscar. <laughs> I would say I'm the only good wrestler. <laughs> you go with you go with Oscar as well, Anna. Of course, I just want her. I just want to be. A, I know. Look, I, of course, I want women to have time and etc. But for this match specifically, I just want to see Oscar going in a rampage. Actually, actually, just, live, live kill everybody. Live, live is good. Live yeah. is good too. But I take Oscar. I, I do. I, I do. Like live, yeah. Yeah. You go with Vasco as well, Ibu. She needs to kill everybody. Yeah, you not showing her in 2020? Okay. Um, okay, so the other the other elimination chamber match is for the United States title, uh straight up title match. Um Austin Theory, of course, the champion, would be turning defending against Seth Rollins, Johnny Gargano, Bronson Reed, Damian Priest, and Montez Ford. Do we think that we see a total change and who's total going to? Yes, I just want I would change. like to because Austin Theory is scheduled to face John Cena, and I don't think that match needs a title on the line yeah, because John Cena's a part timer. <clears throat> you know, they're probably if they does, they're gonna say the whole like who's a better all time U.S. champion, but really, it doesn't need the title. So, What's your prediction, bro? Austin Theory is <laughs> Johnny Gargano to win. You, you <laughs> cock. Just say a name, man. No, fuck. Gargano. 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 Okay. Anna. 
go you got any hot you got a hot take or gargano as well no i'll go with him as well because i do think that if they work it properly he can have a title with the u uh, a run with the u.s title like gunter is having with the intercontinental i feel like they can actually make it work i don't know yeah, i'm, I'm interested to see. i just want us to lose and i like the other people who are in the match <laughs> everyone who's not us interior i'm good you got a you got a pick Give me the big man, Bronson Reed. You are. Uh, uh, it would be cool if Montez Ford got it though, but I just can't see. Yeah, him. Johnny Gargano looks like the only person I can see them really putting the belt on. If I make sense. Um, mm-hmm. But even that would be a bit like I don't, the, the live audience just haven't quite. I think. I think. Hopefully, I think he can Montreal win them all, in this match, you know. What yeah, I mean? so, exactly. We'll, we'll see, man. We'll see. Okay, so we've got. Announced for the show. We've got Brock versus Bobby. Uh, I'm going to go with Brock because it's Brock. Um, anyone going why. with Bobby? Brock Lesnar. Brock, I don't know why this match is in Montreal and not in LA, but I don't know. Yeah. I am curious. Uh, it got me a little bit confused because I, I also thought they were building it for WrestleMania. And if they do the match now and then WrestleMania again, it's just like, why? So that, I don't know. Brock. But this, is the fir- this is the third one, isn't it, I think? This is, yeah, this is right, number yeah. three, so I'd assume like this so is many, they, they, they did one a year ago, then they did one in Saudi, and now they're... Yeah. yeah. Um, because it was that match where Bobby was, like, destroying Brock, and then Brock that... got the, like, the not weird pin, and, yeah. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm ho- hopefully, they just throw bombs for, like, seven minutes, you know? Um mm-hmm. Okay, mixed tag match: Beth Phoenix and Edge versus Judgment Day, Finn Balor and Rhea Ripley. Um, I feel like it could have been done for comedy purposes, you know. But Finn Balor's obviously, you know, Finn Balor. Finn Balor's great, bro. I love. I love what. Give me Judgment Day because number three reasons, quick reasons. Number one, I think that you know, I I think Beth is kind of washed, and I think that's kind of known. Um, I think number two, Rhea's. Probably wants to get a big win. I think Ray is probably going to get the pin since she's going into mm. the Mania, and also three Edge is going to AW. So, uh, judge me. <laughs> oh, cool. so, uh, you, you think it Edge or Buffy Boo? Uh, the heels are going to win the match. I think you're going with the heels. What about you, Anna? You got a hot. You got. Uh... I want to see Rhea pinning Edge. Oh Ooh. boy! Oh boy! Bro. I, I know this is definitely like Edge as well. Like it's something that he would he would do to pop him. Like, bro, anytime he's on screen with Rhea, he always lets get offense on him. Everything. Yeah. Yeah, he he's, he's a he's a big. T- I, I get stories about that. He, it's always his pitch. He's like a huge like wrestling feminist and stuff. He's always like, ah, oh, let the girls beat me up. It's no big deal. Rhea's Rhea's great. Like yeah, he's married to Beth Phoenix, bro. Cool. Yeah. So he has. Yeah. yeah. You get you get the picture. He is, bro. Yo, she probably look. She probably side looking at him and Gorilla, and he, he's just like, "Oh, I love women, Hunter. Like, we need to let women do more." <laughs> you know the meme. Best. You know the meme of um against like the chain link fence, like the woman <laughs> holding the man like this. Like that's that's Edge and Beth Phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, elimination chamber. It's gonna be a big night. Obviously, as we mentioned earlier in the show, it's the same night as Battle in the Valley. But hopefully. The you know the meat of elimination chamber is finished by the time we get uh, you know to battle in the valley and get deep into that card because I don't think anyone wants to miss the Mercedes match now. So 
Um, and you definitely don't want to miss Tada versus Okada. So, you know, that, that'll be a weird thing to see how that plays out on Saturday night and see what the Sasha crew were doing on the timeline, you know. Uh, <clears throat> but yeah, man, Dynamite wasn't amazing. The build to Revolution hasn't been particularly amazing. Uh, Elimination Chamber, you know. Should be fun. Should be fun. Uh, Battle in the Valley. Battle in the Valley is actually like, you know. Looks good, man. Looking good, man. Looking good. That, you got Saturday, fucking Saturday Eddie. Saturday's and, looking dope, man. Saturday's yeah, you got, you got Eddie and Jay going at it on Wrestling Observer Live, like, throwing <laughs> back to fucking Farouk and Ahmed Johnson, WWF in, like, 96. I'll be on a, uh, sadly, I'll be visiting colleges. I'm visiting a college this weekend, so I will not be able to watch anything live. So yeah, I'm very, very disappointed. Heartbreaking stuff, brother. Um, <laughs> uh, right, has anyone got anything else they want to get off? Especially you, BB, because I know what you like, you know. I know, you know what I'm like. You got any, you got uh, any subjects you want to fucking hit real quick before we go on? Uh, off the top of my head, nothing's coming to me. I just want to say to everybody that uh, this has been a super fun podcast, and I appreciate everybody who's been watching. <laughs> if you haven't liked the video, and many of you have not, please do that because yeah, man. That, 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 that's how we get the money to pay Anna uh, half of what we're getting and not the entire thing. And um, so listen, do that. Make sure you like the video. You guys are the best. Uh, yeah, really man. give dumb guy live a shot. Like I know this guy Murph. Please, right above Anna. He's, he's a bit of a, he's a bit of an idiot. He's the namesake of the show. It's why it's called dumb guy live. Cause Murph is kind of dumb, <laughs> but, but it's a good show in spite of this. So please give dumb guy live a chance. Please watch dumb guy um, lives. Saturday, seven thirty Eastern. It's like an hour and a half. It's a lot of fun. We, mm. we we'll, we'll talk to you. It's pretty. It's like a lot of fun. We 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 have fun doing that show and follow <laughs> at Dumb Guy Live on Twitter and at Murph Burner. But also, I plug my my pal at Jamie Ross WP. Oh, of course. Also, also follow follow him. Mm. Um, I don't. I may be overstepping my boundaries, but I'd love to see Jamie on this Thursday pod one day. So oh, keep asking, asking for people and you'll get it. The, the legendary scouser, the rest of you are dead right This man, this man Murph shooting. He's going to cause a splash, bro. He sounds, um, like, he sounds like tonight Alexander-Arnold. He's got a, he's got oh a scouser accent. Bro, literally. Fucking scouser. Guys, listen. Anyway. No, it's not. Shut up again. Yeah, um, I wasn't done. I wasn't done. I don't done. care. I don't no, care. Fuck you. Done. <laughs> you talked too much, bro. Uh, Darren Walker. Great oh, to see Anna. Great to, great to see Anna. Is she on next week? She is miles above AO. See, that's it. 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 And so whenever he sends a super chat, A.O. will be like, hey, yo, Darren Walker, yo. Get off the dick, Anna, have you got anything you want to plug, though, before we get out of here? <clears throat> uh, no, I'll, I, I'll probably be back next week. I'll try to be back with more <laughs> frequency here. I really miss doing this. I miss you guys. Thank you so much for everyone who watched. Don't forget, like, leave a comment. And yes, I'll probably be back next week as well. So. Right, so uh, oh, yeah. quick vlogs before we get out. Like, subscribe, like people were saying. Uh, we've appreciated all the super chats as usual. WrestlePurist.com, at WrestlePurist on Twitter. Um, we just dropped a huge feature. Um, it's definitely one for the elite fans. Oh, Charlie. Andre, 
Yeah, uh, boy Charlie. It was boy, boy Charlie, and it's about the elite and the story of the trios titles and this best of, se- best of seven series. It's really good. It's really detailed, and if you're an elite fan, it's definitely for you. Uh, definitely go check that out on WrestlePurist.com. Um, tomorrow on Puris, um, I think we've got open weekend, and then of course WrestlePurist Worldwide on Monday. Um, we might do a review show on Sunday or something because of the two shows on Saturday. We'll see what happens. I'll see you as about. Um, but yeah, man, we appreciate it as always and we'll catch you on the next one. Peace. Mm-hmm.